Into Real Movies with Real Man, the world's first and only movie talk show podcast, baby. I'm every worst nightmare you've ever had. I'm your worst dream come true. I'm everything you were ever afraid of. Oh, you're just going to push me over at the end of the movie. <laughs> well, never mind. <laughs> hey! <laughs> My name's Andy. With me, as always, a job is everything he's ever been afraid of. Muller. They mall float. <laughs> and when you're down here with me, mall float too. I don't know why you're so afraid of a job. I can't imagine who would hire that. <laughs> with us as well, every wet dream you've ever had. Braden. Uh, I'll be floating in your dreams. <laughs> and joining us today, Braden's dream date come true. Mark. You know it. I think that might be truer than I intended based on what you were telling me before this podcast. Mark, yes. welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you. You're a piece of trash, and we accept you anyways. So. <laughs> Just like all, our, like all our guests. Yes. I've always considered myself a very uh, philanthropic person, so that's why I let all these pieces of trash onto the podcast to uh, give them some self-worth and some value. I mean, that's why we have you on the podcast. So, <laughs> Listen... Nothing, nothing, about, <laughs> I will not. nothing about me. <laughs> so Mark's a good pal of all of ours. Comes to our movie nights. Comes to some metal shows with me and Andy and uh, aforementioned guest Troll Josh. Sometimes. Yeah, what this podcast really is, it's just a bunch of friends having a good time. Yeah. yeah. We don't have enough heads. time to hang out in real so, life, so we hang out here and make so you guys great. listen to it. You guys it. are going to love it. Oh. So Mark and I actually used to work together. That's kind of how we all kind of connected I guess and my earliest memory of working with Mark was I remember walking into the this is gonna I know what you're gonna start thinking it sounds all kinky and like a, like I'm in a porno yeah that's exactly I walked, what I was immediately I right thinking. into the fridge and Mark was standing there and I remember or, I, or he walked in when I anyway we're doing something in there and he Mark just says to me is this like a porno is or this something? your is that your car out there that has the catatonia and the bloodbath stickers on it I was like Two yeah metal bands man it is listening. And I'm holding this bag of Frosty Mix in my in my hands. <laughs> my boss Frosty asked me mix. to go back and get it. So we start talking. We start talking metal for like five minutes, and finally, because the Frosty Machine at work, it like completely ran out. It's like a it was like a lunch <laughs> rush. waiting. It was a lunch rush. So finally, like five minutes later, me and Mark started talking about metal. He was like, "Oh yeah, I like Insomnia." I was like, "Oh, I'm going to this metal festival in England this summer." But yeah. Anyway, talking about metal, and then my boss opens the door, and she's like. What are you guys doing in here? <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I guess we, we probably need this frosting. I guess it, we're so. uh, at a job right yeah. now. Uh, we're so anyway, to be working sounds yeah. like a story of Mueller at work. <laughs> yeah, not at, at work, not working. I mean, try to uh, five minutes is a little generous. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so That's we just true. yeah, and we uh, uh, friendship blossomed from that, from a love of mutual love of heavy metal, but. Uh, I started Don't working you? nights. We talked about metal every single night when we were supposed to be working. <laughs> this is like a porno, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is like one of those yeah. romantic pornos, though, where like they're trying to make it seem like they actually care about each other. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think it's called like thirteen going on thirty. I don't know. <laughs> what? I remember what that is. <laughs> so, but originally uh, we didn't see a lot of each other because I worked a lot of nights. You worked a lot of mornings, right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. I started doing nights when I went to college. Oh God, this and is what so is boring. <laughs> you said you had a different memory of me, though. Like when we first yeah, met. the first time we met, I was working. Yeah, this does sound romantic, doesn't it? Yeah, um, <laughs> I was working in the day shifts before I went to college, and Brayden usually worked nights. He was on for once for some reason on the what day. What did it smell like? Uh, gr- gross. What it's it, Wendy's. Probably like grease <laughs> deep fryer. Yeah. 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 Oh, anyway, he was. The general manager was kind of showing him the ropes of the day shift as if it's any different. And then uh, I came around the corner and he came around the corner at the same time. He didn't see me. 
And he like just straight up grabs my junk. <laughs> <laughs> during, so uh, we were both a little surprised. <laughs> during so, so during the day shift, uh, you you don't have to worry about anyone in the in in the dark freezing, trying to grab you and rape you because uh, it's all in you know, it's daylight, the daylight. You, know, you don't have to worry about it. And within sixty seconds, already molested. <laughs> they yeah. told me it would be different. <laughs> my head just act, did I purposely do it? Because I wouldn't no, be surprised. No, you were, you I, I wouldn't totally be surprised. Come around the corner and just. Uh, the timing was. Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> I feel and the like rest the, is history. Luckily, <laughs> the manager didn't notice. Yada yada yada. Now he's on this podcast. I feel yeah. like I feel like there's already a correction to the story. You said you came around the corner, didn't see him, and he came around the corner, didn't see you. I'm gonna bet he probably did see you, and then oh, yeah. <laughs> ended up where it or was. We both came around the corner. <laughs> oh. um, so, have you ever heard the phrase "You'll know it when you see it"? Yeah. What, what do you think of when when I say that phrase? That's usually referred to with pornography, isn't it? Yeah. What? You got it right. <laughs> what, well, okay, like Brain. What do you think of when I say that? You know, when you see it, that's like if someone's giving you directions. Oh yeah, yeah. Just you'll see this big sign. You'll you'll. Well, what is it? You'll know you see it. Oh, okay. It's just like somebody's too lazy to describe. Something. I'm glad Andy answered first because that's more what I was talking that's about. That's how. That's how. Like legally, when they're talking about like if something's too pornographic to be like on TV or something, a, a scenario like that. Uh, w- w- when something is deemed pornography, it's usually like if the judge like you'll know you'll know porn when you see porn, and that's how, that's yeah, because never basically heard it in that how context. they yeah, because 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 they thing. have trouble defining it uh, in court, and and that's just kind of what they say because because they're just as lazy as the person giving you directions. I think in reality they just don't want to use the term masturbate in a court. Is the problem? <laughs> what you'll know it when you're masturbating. <laughs> you'll know it when you when you masturbate. It's like you're suddenly masturbating. Does, does it look like yeah. you're supposed to masturbate to it? Uh, that's probably porn. It's pretty ah, simple. But, it's not. Isn't they making it way more complicated now, nowadays? Especially with internet pornography, you never know what people are masturbating to. There's all sorts of weird shit out there that you would that you wouldn't think to be masturbating. Yeah, to. but but you but this it could just be any movie then. I guess any movie is porn because yeah, I, I guess, guess so. with all these fetishes, you could be into anything. Or basically any anime. Yeah, in, in any <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> um, so I, I just I I really have a problem with people kind of pussyfooting around. I think it's a pretty simple definition, don't you? Yeah, uh, uh, sure. It's, it looks like you're gonna masturbate to it. So yeah, that's pretty fair. Speaking of masturbating, uh, I saw this video about the <laughs> Tinder fat girl slash guy experiment. Have you guys seen this? Mm, no. no. What do you think the experiment is? Um, for it's for Tinder. Yeah. To s- oh, I have no idea. To so is it where you're uh, pretending like you, you put a fake picture of you up and you lure somebody and then it turns out you're really fat and you you try to shame them for not wanting <laughs> to, to bang you because uh, you're fat. Uh, is it just the success rate between like a, like a fat p- males profiles versus pet? Fat females. You guys are getting close. What do you think? Call an experiment, so. or vice versa, where you know you put up like a picture that shows you like really overweight, and then when you actually go on the date, you end up being like normal. Yeah, pretty. It's pretty close. That'd so be a nightmare for Muller. Yeah, oh, you're not, you're not 300 pounds. <laughs> oh, no, get you out of here. <laughs> yeah, uh, so so uh, it's it's really similar, which is the just that this hot girl puts on fat person makeup or whatever, so she's got like. That ba- sounds like a she, lot of work. She, she basically looks like she has a giant boil coming out of her neck <laughs> instead of what a normal fat person looks like, which is just that they're a little fat. It, like, you know how they do it in movies where it's like they yeah, just yeah, have yeah. this gigantic, what, what is it? A jowl? Like a caricature almost. Yeah, yeah, and it, and just doesn't even look like it. Like it looks like Adam Sandler dressing up 
as a woman, and it's like a, that doesn't look like a fat woman. That just looks like Adam Sandler dressed yeah. up like a like a fat like woman. Like Eddie Murphy. What was, That's the, what was the purpose of this experiment? Yeah, to I, I guess to show how shallow guys are uh, when you when you have like this uh, really skinny, hot, blonde chick, and then she shows up and she looks like uh, Adam Sandler dressed up as a woman. Oh, so and, she would be skinny and then dressed. Yeah, up and then, as and then, fat then she would show them? up and she'd be all fat. And oh. She'd be, oh, it's an old photo or something like that. And hmm. uh, and then all the guys are obviously pretty turned off obviously. by that. And he's like, yeah, even one guy's like, yeah, it kind of feels like you were lying uh, yeah. <laughs> about that. And so they're making it seem like, oh man, look at these shallow guys who are, you know, they don't want to date someone who looks completely but, different uh, than the, like Tinder, all there is is really photos. Nobody. I was just about to say <laughs> the whole app is shallow. It's, it's based on being shallow and because you're just swiping left or right, like approval or disapproval yeah. based on a, a picture. Yeah. So It's the most vain thing ever. That's the whole thing. Like it, it is deceptive in that regard because they're not, it's not like you're swiping left or right based on the, the wording in the profile. You're swiping left or right purely based off the picture. So yeah, if you put up a picture that's not representative of who you are now, that it, that's just dumb. Yeah, like, so what, do you, what do you expect people to, to have? What kind, <laughs> yeah. what kind of reaction are you expecting? Oh, I uh, showed up to the date covered in one million bees. Like, let's see how <laughs> shallow they are. <laughs> like, oh, I, uh, I wasn't expecting you to be covered in one million bees at this date. And it's like, oh, what? Oh, let's shame this guy. Put him, I'm going to record you on, on my phone and get people to shame you. I would you. think like you could probably get some of the same reactions in reverse. Like if, if a if you should. You would for me, like Brayden just because, said. But yeah. there is going to be a certain, certain, certain audience of fucking weirdos like you, like who are looking for 400 pound women. And then I mean, when they come across <laughs> me on Tinder, they're going to be like, oh, I'll swipe. Right, is right approval? I'm not. Uh, I think, yeah. So I'm going to swipe approval on this one. And then they get there and it's some skinny chick and then they might not be into it. Or they might just be nervous because that person's way out of their league or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I'd, so I would not even could know probably what I get would think. I'd be like, this person's out of my reverse. league, but I don't even want them. But uh, <laughs> I need their approval. Like, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. So and so they're making it seem like, oh man, these guys are they're so they're so shallow because because uh, she's fat. But what they didn't really take into account is that the real reason these guys are so turned off is because this woman's voice is so shrill and awful to listen <laughs> <Yeah>. to. And <laughs> and it, uh, no, you 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 pegged it all wrong, lady. If you showed up with no makeup, you would have had the same reaction. Did they <laughs> did they do this with the opposite gender? Yeah, they, they did it with the opposite gender. And of course, um, women are not very shallow. And uh, you so know, was this a video you watched? Sorry, yeah, yeah, two YouTube videos. A BuzzFeed video? I don't know, just some Sounds some like Asian guys made it. I mean, or something. I don't any know. one of those videos, like how trustable are they? You can you can selectively edit that pretty damn easily. Yeah, mm -hmm. oh yeah, yeah, super easy. And and all the guys, none of them were even being that outrageous or anything. They were just like, oh, this is like this is kind of weird, or they were just kind of sitting there not engaging very well, or yeah. or mm -hmm. being like, yeah, I, because the I'm app is because this is weird. Because the <laughs> app is based on attraction, and they swiped a, they they approved they swiped a approval on someone they were attracted to and then someone they weren't attracted to. We have a we oh we have a, what do you a fascinating new YouTube experiment to show what society's like. All of these bosses hiring employees, we wrote all these great resumes, but when they showed up, they were just homeless people. <laughs> Let's see how judgmental all these bosses really are. Yeah. Oh man, you wouldn't even you were okay when the person was qualified to do the work and <laughs> it was like all there, but now that it's just a homeless person, you don't want them to that, work at the front desk of your bank. That video probably exists. <laughs> like I'm not even sure I can't even tell if you're joking. <laughs> but and and so the other thing is we were like we were kind of joking about like, oh, what if they showed up to be 400 pounds or something right. like that? And I was like, 
man, like, but it just looks like Adam Sandler in a bunch of makeup. So nobody is attracted to that. No. <laughs> There's, is there, yeah, I, we, somebody pull up the, the porn on the internet and look for the Adam Sandler dressed up in makeup fetish and see if that's a thing or <laughs> nightmare fuel man or whatever nightmare so <laughs> yeah. uh yeah so yeah and with, so with the guy the guy looks once again not like any human you've ever seen because he the the proportions of his body like there might as well be poles sticking into his shirt that are just making him his body not look like anyone's body like it looks pretty much like a santa claus with just a dumb pillow stuffed in your shirt and uh yeah of course all the women are are really really understanding and whatever and, and engaging thoughtfully and it's like well maybe they just don't have the stones to just walk away or be like yeah I don't want to I don't want to go on a date with this weird I looking just, guy I like, just think it's a weird thing to shame someone based on their attraction like this thing that they don't really have there's not a sense of logic to what they're doing in terms of rejection and, and accepting someone in terms of a date like it's it's, it's based on attraction. Like it's almost this weird ethereal thing. Like attraction is a very hard thing to pinpoint and define what you're what you are and who you're attracted to. Like it's a weird thing to try and like I gotcha. Like this gotcha we, moment toward like sorry, I wasn't attracted to this person anymore. We took uh, we swiped this hot chick, but when she showed up, we smothered her in shit. <laughs> and, you know, well, let's see how shallow you are if your pheromones are all off. Like what's what's <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just it yeah it's just creating this completely unfair experiment. Yeah, it's like and oh this hot chick just she threw bloody tampons at the guys. <laughs> yeah, how do you like me and now? Then she, and I'm then like, she what? squealed and she's like, I thought you liked my looks, but it turns out you don't yeah. like me now that I'm throwing bloody tampons yeah. at you. <laughs> yeah, so shallow, <laughs> so shallow. So uh, I guess before we get to the movie, I had another funny thing happen where I was at I was at the bank and they had. They had two handicap stalls. The bank of 7-Eleven? Yeah, the bank. <laughs> what are you doing at a bank, Muller? So they had a... <laughs> That's an actual bank in like Vietnam or something. Your the brother bank was, of Andy, your brother was telling us that. He, oh, yeah. You go, he the does Philippines? Of, he does a lot yes. of trips out to like Southeast Asia. And we were, yeah, we were in the car one day and he just started telling us about stuff. He's like, yeah, and then in... We made a set. We're always making Seven Eleven jokes after shows and stuff. And he's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, you know, and like I think it was Vietnam. He's like, they have an actual bank of Seven Eleven. Yeah, and you guys going on to Seven Eleven? Well, in the Philippines, they've got some banks of Seven <laughs> Eleven. It's just a vault full of Slurpee or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a real treasure. The currency in the Philippines is just Slurpee, Slurpee, <laughs> and hard boiled eggs. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's there's these two stalls to write beside the entrance of the bank and they're clearly handicapped stalls. They're totally separate from the entire parking lot and every other parking stall is at least 10 feet further, right? They're the handicapped stalls, clearly. So you've got (laughs) the handicapped stall on the right with the blue paint and then on the left, there's a big black square where they've painted over the handicapped stall Mm -hmm. uh, to not make it handicapped anymore. And I just thought the idea was so funny that this bank manager found out that you only legally had to have one handicap stall. So then, <laughs> then they were awesome. like, well, we better take this back and paint it over the other one, even though the, the, the paving and the location and structure of it is clearly meant for, a hand, for the handicap stall. They're like, well, legally, we don't have to. We're taking it, <laughs> we're taking it back, baby. <laughs> yeah. I'm perfectly okay with that. My brother, we had... Uh, I don't know why he started doing this, but it was the funniest thing. Uh, anytime he was driving with our other buddy who was 
uh, just trying the to handicap? be re- trying to be no trying but trying to be really respectful of handicap parking or whatever. So my brother would intentionally park in handicap spots, <laughs> like with him in the with our buddy in the car, just and he would just be like, "Oh, what are you doing?" Just kind of in his seat and whatnot. And my brother would do it like just because it was funny, and I, it was the funniest thing. Yeah, yeah did, I ever t- did Bell ever tell you about? He always parks he in handicap stalls, and he's never got a ticket. Yeah, he aims for the handicap stalls yeah, for years. He's done it. And he's like, "Yeah, I've never got a ticket." People get on my dirty looks, and he's like, "What?" Whatever. Yeah, does he park there for like long periods of time? Yeah. Or like, because the, 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 the scenarios that I'm talking about with my brother, like, we would be going into like the Sev or the video rental place back when it was a thing. So we'd be in and out in like five minutes. Yeah. So it was a real, it was a real who cares sort of thing. <laughs> but it'd be, yeah, it'd be kind of funny to risk, yeah, parking there for. Yeah, he'd go to the grocery store sometimes for 20 minutes or whatever and just leave his car. We're like handicapped. No, it's he, a long walk. He, he, right? Dude, like, he need... goes into the Tim Hortons for hours just yeah. reading a book. <laughs> and he's like, he's like eight feet from the stall because it's right on the other side of the wall. Like he's up yeah. against the window and he drives like a sports car. And it just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so. He's told me a few stories about it. Like I think he said there were some old people that were scowling at him, and he's just That's waving, so "Hey, how's it going?" Like doing that Truman Show wave or whatever. Yeah. To them, so. Between that and the hammer and sickle deckle he always had in his, oh, yeah. he, he get old people that always just stare at him like he's like the devil. So funny, making friends all the time, making friends. So uh, let's get to some well, move. Oh, you pause more that. handicaps? Uh, no, no. I'm gonna think interrupt I th- with Gremlins again before the movies. <laughs> no, <laughs> five minutes we're in into the podcast. No stories today. We're going straight. Yeah. No Gremlins first. Try adding forty minutes to that five <laughs> minutes. Uh, no, I think before we get going, just just to to get people. Um, let people know more about our guest here. We have a few questions for him. Really, oh, right, of really, course. Like an interv- Sorry. Like an interv- what an idiot. Oh, boy. Like an interview process. We, we want to make, make, sh- make sure we're getting quality uh, on this so we're not watching Frozen or Dirty Grandpa. Oh, yeah, we damn. need to you're make... disappointed. <laughs> we need to make sure, because if, if you don't pass the test, you're out of... you got to leave right before we get into the movie talk. Yeah, and because there is a right answer to this question. Or maybe several, but there's definitely a wrong answer to this question, I should say. Um... It's an important question. This is the most defining thing that, that, that we, should, we should know about you as a guest is how do you piss? Do you piss <laughs> With those over big the, balls of yours. Over the, waist, <laughs> over the waistband of your underwear, through the fly, or some other weird, sick fucking way? <laughs> I, I am definitely an over-the-waster. Yeah! Oh! Into the, the majority. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. That's the right answer. Thank you, Mark. Good your, uh, your check say, so I'm far. just a normie. It's definitely not the wrong answer, which I think we all know what that one is. Yeah. Um, uh, Sitting down. The second question is, are you a fag? <laughs> well, he already said he doesn't sit down to pee, so... He didn't... I didn't hear him say that. Oh. So he goes over the waistband while sitting down to pee? What <laughs> <laughs> would pee do? <laughs> like, what, what is... You're, you're always confusing it. Like, like some people just... They just stand they, when they want to. We already talked about this. He said he goes over the waistband. How would he go over the waistband specific, while sitting down to pee? So, that would be really complicated. so this is some sort of trick question where if you answer A or B that Andy presents to you, you've answered another question that's actually out in the, out in the ether, which is whether you <laughs> sit or stand. This is me, a trick question. Explain to me how someone could keep their pants up 
and have their dick hanging over so, their waistband and then pee like past their pants no. while sitting down. When How he, the fuck would that work? When so, he's standing, he goes over the waistband, right? But, yeah, Brayden's got when, it. Yeah, when you're standing, stand, like the majority of the time, do you sit or stand when you pee? Yeah, there's uh, a, these are two different questions. You <laughs> sneaky piece of crap. I'm I, just trying to just gloss I think over. It's it. pretty easy to see how I was confused. You how I was confused. Yeah, you confused that. yourself on purpose. Like, what about when you're at the? I, the I, I, fine, fine. Were you gonna sit down after the concert in the parking garage and uh, Mark, and, and sit down to pee? Like, that's not even an option. Mark, are you one of these sick fucking weirdos who sits down to pee? I will be very clear. Uh-huh. I, I am a compromise here compared <laughs> to the two regimented sides. Uh-huh. I, so centrist. I stand, Get out of here. I stand whenever possible, uh-huh. especially out in public, just because, you know, what am I there to do? I'm there to do a job and get out of there. Yes. When I'm Preach at home it. and I'm just like, don't care about time, Yep, I sit sometimes. Oh, you weirdo. We got another <laughs> sick fuck on this show. What's the ratio? I guess so always when you're at home? So um, like, no, not always. This is important to know. Yeah, real this. personal. Yes. Yeah. It's important to know. Yeah, most of the time. Scientific I'd say at home, most of the time. Yeah. Oh, boy. There you go. <laughs> it's like uh, Braden said one Damn. time, you know, like in the middle of the night when you get up to pee. You got to sit down. Sitting down is just the way to go. That didn't sound like a right answer or a wrong answer. Like I said, it's a compromise. So centrist. Mm-hmm. I'm a liberal. Not really. <laughs> Mildly. Which uh, which side of your pants does your dick go down? What? what? <laughs> what? Do you tuck to the right or the or the left down the? I'm way. a centrist again. <laughs> <laughs> your dick, your dick just curls around to the back. Right. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. I think we know enough about our guests now. That, that, uh, should, that should shape the rest of the show just fine. My most hated movie ever this week. Of the week. Is It. The novel? Uh, no. The new movie? No. Okay, so you're so probably wait, which... talking about the TV miniseries then. Yes. No. Most, most people will think the, of as the old movie. The old movie from 1990 with Tim Curry. But why do you hate it? Uh, well, I think that's I think that's what I, we're I think that's what this whole into. entire podcast is about, <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. So dynamite drop in. Uh, we got the we got the new it movie, uh, which is a competent movie. Yeah, uh, that's good. Everyone here uh, went and saw it. I think on their own or whatever, and uh, I think we all agree it's good. We have the yeah. one thousand page plus probably novel uh, from. The 80s, I guess, is when I was uh, yeah, I I'm actually not sure what it was like that. written. I'm assuming the first 300 pages of that you can just throw away, like all of Stephen King's books. Uh, I would disagree, but <laughs> then... It's from 1986. And you can probably just throw away the last eight pages, too. And again, uh, like all of Stephen King's no, it was, it was pretty good. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then we have the TV miniseries. So you have a, you have a three-hour and ten... Three hour and eight minute. Oh, it's a lot. It's, it's about three. It's, I think it's, it's exactly 180 minutes. It was is what two, it says on the DVD. It was two parts, and each of them were roughly an hour and a half. So let's say roughly yeah. three hours. Yeah, let's just call it. It's just it's a movie. It's one long. But it movie. is almost two VHS. It is basically two movies. Yeah. Part of my problems that we'll talk about going into it, but so to to quickly overview, you got a bunch of dumb kids for the first hour and a half. This clown shows up. A sewer me- clown. Sewer clown shows up. Messes with the kids, uh, so the kids get upset and they go kill him. Um, yes. And, and then uh, the second... Seemingly kill him. They, they seemingly kill him, kind of. Uh, and then the second half of the movie is all the kids are adults. 
uh, and then the adults do the exact same movie over again, and then they kill the clown again, and you're and you're just like, why none of this was needed? <laughs> this was a big waste of time. Yeah, so I think it's important to point out going into it. This is for most people. Their relationship to it prior to this new one is the mini series. I think most people like most people. Yeah. Well, my relationship more so than the novel. My relationship yeah. to it was a VHS uh, cover in the video store that terrified me for my entire childhood, and cover. I had never seen even a tiny yeah, piece of, just of it. Just Tim Curry sticking around the and corner, and he's got those he's got those long got claws, claws, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like I think it's a it's a the movie cover is much better than the movie itself. <laughs> it's a it's a very it's a very good cover. Well, that's the thing is I think a lot of people remember it very fondly and probably only because because of a couple scenes and and just Tim Curry I guess but if you really look back at that miniseries it's not very good Mm-mm. it's actually no. kind of bad it's terrible it's my most hated movie ever yeah this is a not an, this is not <laughs> ironic this time um, but it, it's interesting to see something that that was uh, kind of remembered in pop culture very fondly and very positively that isn't that good. It's not like it's remembered ironically. You, no, so, so if you, you got about three hours and ten minutes there, so that's, what, 190 minutes, I think, uh, if I do my math yeah. correcto. Sure. Uh, this movie could be 85 minutes long. And, and maybe and, even shorter. Yeah, maybe even shorter. And I guess the, the main point that I'll, that I'll kind of carry across here is it's not what is in the movie that it's not what's it's what it's the too much there's too much in it it's there there you got all these half decent parts in the movie and then you have all these too much and there's just too much everywhere there's too much in the intro there's too the whole second half of the movie is just there's too much just if you just cut everything out if we had a good editor run in here who's not idiot Stephen King yeah. uh, and, and and just cut everything else you might actually have an alright movie so essentially yeah it's it's basically two movies the first hour and a half is them as, as kids dealing with the clown second half is them as a coming back 27 something years later 27 as, as an adult well in this series they actually the, say 30 because 27 is probably too so weird to whatever rough <laughs> um, 27 it's 10,000 hours and days <laughs> And the f- and there's so much. So if you look at it in two separate movies, which I think is is smart to do, um, the first half is decent. It's not horrible. Like the, the, what's it's like what you're saying. What's actually there story wise is good, but there's so much fucking fat they could trim off of it. It's, Even it's fatter absurd. than Porker Ben in the movie. Is that, that's the fat so one. That's the fat kid. Yep. Who, uh, yeah, so we have... It's the one you found the most attractive? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, so they, they, they're doing this weird thing the whole time where they're kind of... It's like they're telling a story from the future. So they're like, you, you have all these, uh, all the adult versions of them, and they're getting these calls like, oh, the clown is back or whatever. And then it'll do a flashback to all the kids, right? So Of like their specific encounter. Yeah, so like, in the first half of the movie, it's mostly about them as kids, but you see these flash forwards yeah. of them talking about the past, and then it yeah. jumps. But they make it I, seem like the, yeah. whole move, the whole hour and a half is a flashback. From, because, yeah, because sort they, of. they pin at the very beginning uh, some scene that happens with the adults, and it's like, oh, just get rid of that entirely. Uh, well, <laughs> they, we don't need any of they that. They also they show so this this whole story about a bunch of kids uh, taking on a clown, which is just the manifestation of their fear, basically. Um, but it shows like how all the each individual kid met, 
And it's like, why is why is that in the yeah, movie? Yeah, they have this like all? really like first, long drawn out scene for all of them. Like it shows how they met, like dealing with these bullies, and then like the, the fat kid is the new kid. I think, yeah, well, if well, I'm remembering well, it correctly, and then they show how they met them, and then the girl comes in, they show how they met her, and it's like I don't really need to know any of this. You could have cut all of this out and just started the movie with a group of friends. a bunch of kids in like a treehouse or something. It's like, maybe, oh, I get what's going on here. Maybe have the one. Yeah. Maybe have the one new kid because yeah, the because then one. because then that that's a way to introduce each character uh, to the audience. But you don't need to show how each of them met each other. It was because there's like what yeah. six kids or so, seven of them. Six seven or seven. Of them. Like, seven. I don't need to know how don't they all that met. That black each. kid too. He shows up later too. Yeah, Mike. Mike. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. I don't need to know it's how they all name. met yeah. each other. Just start the movie with a group of friends, which is exactly what the new one mm-hmm. did, which is part of what I liked. What part of what I liked about it? Most of them were already friends. Then there's the new kid, mm-hmm. and then the the chick kind of shows up. Andy, yeah, I think so. by the time that we had finished the three hour movie. A few weeks ago, we already had written what the new movie was going to be like. We were yeah, like, oh, we pretty they're going to do this, it. this, this, and this, and they, we nailed pretty much all of it other than they put in a bunch of jump scares, which I thought were dumb. That I kinda, really took away. I kind of knew they did. That, that would be the case, too, especially when I heard, like, even pre-reviews, there was there was some buzz about it saying, uh, the people who saw, like, pre-release stuff of it, uh, saying that it was pretty good. And I, I just immediately started thinking while watching the miniseries while we were watching the miniseries that yeah I bet they trimmed out all this I like and that's exactly what they did and I think that's what made it more enjoyable I think it was almost beneficial to watch the miniseries one day and then watch the new one like I think I ended yeah, up you watched in, it the same day right yeah I think so so I think I actually ended up enjoying the new one quite a bit more like on my initial impression on it than I do now uh, but just because of how much of an improvement yeah. it was to the miniseries it's like a before and after weight gain story yeah. you know? you see them, they're all ugly <laughs> Uh, and then they're 100 pounds more. And <laughs> I, I liked, I kind of liked the choice in the, in the first half of the miniseries, how they edited it with the each adult getting a call and then it flashed back. Like, I don't care how the kids met, but each, I kids, hated that each person's so story, I, I thought it was clever, but then you, by doing that, they build in the fact that there's going to have to be another one because then yes. why do we care that they're getting calls? Well, adults, I was right? just about to say, while watching the first half, I would agree. I was fine with the flash forward scene yeah. where they are as adults and how they're still pretty flawed. But then when you get to the second half of the movie where it's just adult-centric and it's horrible and it's boring and it's and fucking like, pointless. There's flashbacks we've already seen. Then it makes me yeah. start to wish, well, yeah, if you were going to if you were going to properly make this movie and cut out all the adult stuff, you don't need any of those adult yeah, flash forwards exactly. because once you actually get to the adult stuff, it's all terrible. Yeah. It's such a downhill experience, like a steep downhill experience once you get to that second half. It's brutal. And like, yeah, they, they go back to scenes like we've already seen. Like I had to see that stupid kid with asthma say, this is battery acid, you slime, like eight times <laughs> in that movie. Like they flash back stuff so much. And I don't know if that's a symptom of it being... Uh, a television show, and they're like, oh, well, for people who missed it last night or whatever, uh, they threw that in just so people who would understand what was happening, you know, watching part two if they didn't see part one. I don't know if that was part of the reason Uh, or something, but it was so poorly done that way. There was like, I don't know. Uh, there was a pretty good scene uh, when when they're introducing that 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 Porker Ben k- character, mm-hmm. uh, the, the kiddo, and and uh, so he's in class and there and there's some bully who's who's making fun of him or something like that, and he's like, oh yeah, you're a, a real Porker, and so this this teacher is like, oh I'm gonna I'm gonna defend the new kid in class and you know make him feel welcome, so she's like, yeah, bully guy, uh, do you remember his name? Anybody? Uh, Henry Bowers. And Henry, yeah. you Bowers have the, Victor. I do Patrick. not remember any names from. Yeah. The movie. <laughs> you have uh, you got detention for a week, and then and then so immediately Henry's like, 
I'm going to kill you, you porker bin kid. You stupid fat fuck. Yeah, you, you, you got me detention, and the teacher's like, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, like, like so the she teacher totally just made it worse. Yeah, she just, she just totally screws him over go, entirely. <laughs> yeah. Here's to a job, to well, a job done. well done. Dusting her hands off. Pretty realistic, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. So, um, yeah, so they're, they're just, they take way too long to establish the relationships it wasn't bad, though. I remember we were both saying, this isn't bad, it's just slow for no reason. There's yeah. just so much they could cut out. So even in that first hour and a half, if you call it its own movie, uh, it you could tell that exact same story, and if you started trimming fat, you could probably do it in like 45 minutes. Yeah. And, and, it could be an and episode of a show, basically. Pretty much, because they spend so much time just reiterating things they've already established and, and yeah. introducing and, and the kids to each other. Considering we don't need the whole second half of the movie, that's just a 45 That's minute. what I'm saying. That's, that's essentially what I'm it's saying. It's just a short film. Because, <laughs> yeah, the whole second half of the movie, I guess just to, to clarify to people what makes it so bad, is, is it's partly that it's just so boring. It just shows the adults like hanging out at a restaurant and just like... And then they're hanging out at a... A house. And then hanging out in a library until like the last 10 minutes when they go to confront Pennywise again. We'll, we'll get to that uh, oh. shortly. We're going to go to a library at nine awful. at night and just hang out in a library. I, I didn't not? know what that but was about. I'm going to argue because at the end of the new one, they set up for a sequel. So the, the new one, it's all them as kids. You don't see any yeah. bit of them as adults. But at the very end of the movie, I, this isn't really a spoiler sort of thing, so no worries. Uh, it's at the very end of the movie the it title comes up and then and then the words kind of fade in uh, chapter one mm-hmm. saying that this mm. was chapter one of it so implying that assuming this yeah. is successful which it was they've already gonna, released like they're already casting for part two yeah so oh, I thought that just it was just a one chapter <laughs> series one chapter <laughs> the end the end be? chapter one the end <laughs> okay. uh, so impl- that doesn't necessarily mean there will be a sequel Andy <laughs> so implying that they're going to do this chapter two of them as adults and I think it's inherently a mistake especially after watching Absolutely. watching the miniseries I don't actually don't think there's a, a way to do it good because I look at the again the miniseries and, and the new one as well and it's interesting because this is about a bunch of kids uh, fighting this clown. And, and it's silly because it's a clown, but it's not that silly because this thing is just a manifestation of their fear. So it's, it's, it works perfectly that it's a creepy clown. Cause mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the whole idea of the, of the movie is there's always this kind of tension that maybe the clown doesn't exist and, and it's just the kids. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. they're kind of inventing Well, especially this. because so the, the adults, they, they, they really hammer in. The adults can't see the it. The adults can't see so anything that's going on. So there's nothing the kids can do to get help from the adults. So they got to deal with it there on their own. So when they do stuff like, okay, I'm going to defeat uh, Pennywise the clown with a slingshot, it's a silly idea. Like it's kind of dumb that this ghostly spiritual He's been around for thing, hundreds or thousands yeah, of years. That you could defeat it with a slingshot, but it works because this is a kid's imagination of him Overcoming his fear. Yeah, that works. So, but when it it's goes, an interesting theme. Yes, but when it goes, it shows them as adults and they're still battling a clown. Like I know, like some adults will still be creeped out by a clown, but adults' fears are generally more realistic, <laughs> more about like yeah. dying alone. Like how are you going to pay yeah, for your bills? Getting like mugged and raped or something. Yeah, like they whistle. might be creeped out by a clown, but you wouldn't. I wouldn't think yeah. that the manifestation afraid of showing up on a Tinder date and she's as skinny as a stick. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that the manifestation of like all of their fear would be a clown. It would probably be 
like, yeah, I don't want to die alone and I want to live a fulfilling life. Yeah. A clown doesn't really, it's not a good <laughs> symbolism yeah. of that. And then so when they try to do the same thing and shoot it with a slingshot as adults, <laughs> yeah, it it's looks fucking so dumb. But it's fucking stupid. Makes perfect sense as a kid because they're kids. Like this is their best idea and it's their imagination and it's just, it's just resembling them overcoming their fears. The fact that they were willing to shoot it with a slingshot shows that they've overcome their fear of, of uh, yeah. this thing that's the complete manifestation of their fear. It works as a kid, does not work at I, I all as an well, adult. Just to jump in, yeah. uh, as far as the book's concerned, the way it ends... Oh, well, Mark's I mean, our resident book expert here, by I the way. I won't give it all away, but basically... Feel free. Was, feel free. Uh, feel free. Uh, just give it all away. <laughs> yeah, this is a 27-year-old movie. Spoilers are yeah. I do want, null I do and wanna, void here. I do want to get into a bit of, of a few well, we're gonna spoil in it. the book. So. Okay. We already spoiled it. Well, at any rate, what, what Braden was saying about you know like adult fears, definitely that plays more into how they defeat it truly in the end. It, oh, in the, in the book? Because they don't really defeat it in as kids. They kind of just like scared off. Yeah. Uh, in the end, the fears that they confront are much more existential, like what you would expect from what adults okay. would. Like what fears? Um, just mostly fear of death, like okay. the looming fear of death that you experience once you transition from childhood to becoming an adult. Okay. Right. And then, um, but yeah, as in, a, when, in the movie... Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Take the steam right out of it. I'm been, sorry. Is that ever, is that really. We're just going to ignore everything that you said there. Continue on. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I cannot iterate enough how much the first 90 minutes is, it's just duplicated into the second Please. 90 minutes. It's the exact it's same like movie. It's like all the kids meet, uh, they establish one by one that they have particular fears. Yes. The clown torments them with the fears. Yes. They eventually come together as a team and uh, go beat the clown and overcome their own fears. Uh, and then the exact same thing exact happens. Exactly. Except they thing. reestablish all of the same fears they all uh, have, in a more boring way. Yeah. They all have to. <laughs> yeah. They all have to meet again because they've all gone their separate ways. As yeah. So, as, so they have to get called one by one. Yes. Separate scenes like, oh, you got to come back to town. Blah 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 blah. And then it's blah, the, the rest is yada yada yada, and then they fight the clown. It is the <laughs> exact same movie. But more, more boring. But way more boring <laughs> and way more stupid because it's a bunch of adults fighting a clown. Yeah. yeah and like, it's, like, it's almost like a bunch of grown men ripping <laughs> on Frozen <laughs> for like an hour. <laughs> not like anyone. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty similar. <laughs> yeah. The other the dreadful thing is, like, not that the kid actors are amazing, but oh, they're, they're way better than the adult actors. The adult, like, the adult actors were they're, terrible. They're dreadful. They're and the, so the kid actors bad. are not good. So there's they're, the, the kid actors are serviceable. They're okay. They're okay. Yeah, yeah. When, they're, and you can forgive kid actors because they're kids. Especially at that time because this is an older movie, like early 90s. Yeah, yeah. So. They had, kid actors have come a long yeah. way. Yeah. 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 So um, you, the main, kind of the main kid is Bill and he one of his kind of symptoms is, well, first of all, his brother dies, you know. Hey, uh, Georgie, I got your boat down here and blah, 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 you know, and the kid, the kid gets killed right at the beginning, right? That's the that's the scene you see in the trailer. He follows Georgie the boy. boat, the boat down the road, and it goes in the sewer. And Pennywise is there. Um, so uh, so Bill's his brother. So he's uh, really affected by it. And he, the the child actor, who is playing Bill in the original, he has this stutter. Like that, his character has a stutter. And the idea is when he kind of when he overcomes his fears, his stutter tends to go away. So it's it's a uh, it's an anxiety it, thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an, it's a good uh, physical cue of what's going on in his mind. Yeah, I actually absolutely. think it's it's a good thing to write. But when he is stuttering, 
the the child actor he sounds like he's having like an orgasm or something like he has the weirdest <laughs> stutter and it <laughs> like it it sounds so it's so off putting and it, it sounds nothing like a real person's stutter that I've ever like it sounds like when you're when you're talking to someone who has a stutter they are stuttering and they're you can see that they're trying to get to the next word but there's a block on them uh when when this kid sounds like he's trying to get to another stutter, like he's yeah. like he, he doesn't, he, it's 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 very very poorly acted oh, yeah. and it's really off putting. That just told me way too much about Mueller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't need that image. Thank you. Yeah. The adult Sorry. actor wasn't too much better at yeah. getting that stutter <laughs> no. across. This, this Stephen King type character. So Stephen, yeah. Stephen King always casts a character who kind of reflects him. So this does is, he all? Do you, uh, I don't know if you guys you are more read, familiar with Stephen King. Does he always cast like a character that's basically him? Did you guys think and, that about uh, Billy? Yes. Or Bill? Yeah. And I thought it about the Shining. He's like a horror writer too. Yeah. He like, and the Shining? He's the a horror Shining, writer. It's another, yeah. I mean, the Shining specifically was meant to be fairly uh, autobiographical of what he was going through at that time. Okay. Because he went so, on some vacation. I don't remember a character that looked like yeah. him or acted like him. Though. Well, it was, it was a writer. In, in the Shining, it was a writer and he was kind of dealing oh, with... Oh, I, uh, I see. Dealing with writer's block at a time also dealing with alcoholism and... It's like, does he always cast? Uh, does he always cast a troubled writer? Like he's <laughs> always very blatantly writing himself it, into his stories. Yeah, I think it is because this guy had the most ugly ponytail that I've ever <laughs> seen. Oh, great. This is it definitely awful. This is definitely Stephen King that I'm looking at. It was also <laughs> like the ponytail was tied back with like a shoestring or something. Like, it, it looked didn't, fake. It looked terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was like this this string that like wrapped around, and then the two strings were still like dangling further yeah, down. It looked, it looked weird. really fucking like who the fuck would wear that? Even even in the 90s that definitely wasn't maybe Stephen King had a ponytail back in the day I think I guarantee he did I saw this movie that's (laughs) how I know (laughs) Um, so yeah so it's basically the same movie and then uh, so the first movie you have all of these uh, you know it could be it could be in in their kids' heads, like because none of the adults believe them, they mm. go to fight this clown. Uh, the only real physical evidence that he exists is that kids go missing, but it could easily be kids' active imaginations, and there's actually just some serial killer or something that's yeah. totally not really. That's related. what I mean. Like the whole thing, the whole clown is just symbolic of their fear. Yeah, and, and them overcoming their fear once they have you know confidence with each other. They got a nice group of little friends going. A bunch of outcasts finally have some friends, and then they overcome their fears. It's, with it's one a, it's it a, could be very metaphorical. It's a story about self discovery uh, and overcoming and overcoming your fears. Well, to piggyback uh, on that, it's uh, it's a coming of age tale. Yeah, there's all of those exactly. things. Yeah, developing. That's a better, much better summary. Very eloquent. Um, I, I, I guess before like American Pie, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just like it. just to jump back to the yeah, well, I, I think this is kind of like American Pie. So just just use American Pie, right? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the original it. Clowns, pie. Uh, here. So isn't there uh, isn't 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 there some stuff in the book that's kind of like an American Pie uh, <laughs> rip off or something? Uh, <laughs> mm. Uh, I don't know. No. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> well, uh, well, well. In the book. Uh, well, I want to. I want to jump to the book maybe after a break. Yeah, let's, there's uh, some things that I want to inquire about with the book. But just to jump back quickly about. Just uh, jump back. Talking about quickly. the Dying. talking about the actors. Uh, one of the things I liked about the new one was the quality of the actors, like especially the young kids. We're talking. They were great. We're talking about how poorly in the miniseries both the kid and the adult. Uh, what's his name? Matt. What the fuck was the main kid's name? Bill. Bill. Uh, Bill. Bill, Bill. Young Bill. Bill. Old Bill. Um, young Billy Boy. Both of both <laughs> both of the actors that portrayed him, young and old, were just terrible. They Especially suck. the stutter. They got the stutter so wrong. 
uh, in the new one, that that kid gets the stutter so fucking. It was great. Right. It yeah. felt like a real stutter. Yeah, right? it was good. Yeah, and, and I, he was kind of ugly, so that's good, more relatable. Well, that's what I, I like about this. Well, I, it's funny that you touch on that. <laughs> I do, I do like about this and uh, another popular series lately was Stranger Things. Yeah, has everyone here seen Stranger Things? Maybe no. Mark wow. has. Not Mark. important. Not Off important. The podcast. But yeah. One thing I liked about it, it does remind me of old like '80s movies where they have like these weird group of outcast kids yeah. and they all look weird. And actually, I mean, I with Stranger Things, one of the kids from Stranger Things is also yeah. in the new It and he's kind of like a weird looking kid. And Yeah, they're like goofy, nerdy looking That's kids Richie, that are right? like going... Yeah, he yeah, plays yeah. Richie. So Richie's like the prankster yeah. guy and uh, I, I really like in the... Actually, this is something I did really like from the original is Richie had one of those hand buzzers where you shake his hand yeah. and it like, gives you Seth a little Green. shock. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's so... That's Definitely a awesome. product of the times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, so the kid... Dated itself a little. The kid who plays Richie, who, who's from Stranger Things, he's the main, he's the main kid he's in Stranger Things, right? He's the main kid Things, in right? Stranger he's, Things. Yeah, he's, he's kind of one of the side kids in this one. But, yeah, he's... Yeah. He, so I, I remember just watching this movie being so jealous of this kid. I was like, man, this kid... He has a, he he. I think he has a lot of charisma, even though some of those lines were a little hammy in the new one. Well, it, um, I think a it, little bit, I, but yeah. I think it worked in the new one how good. hammy they were because he was a kid, just a smart mouth kid, always trying to chime in stupid jokes. Yeah. So he makes jokes about, about how di- how big his dick is, and there, it's a really yeah, crack- if an adult was making this joke, you'd be like, oh, this is an Adam Sandler movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in in this new one, the kids like he's just constantly cracking wise these these really stupid jokes. Some of them are funny, some of them are not, but it works because he's what like eleven or thirteen. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, his jokes are going to be dumb, and sometimes it is just funny that he yeah. thinks it's funny, and it's totally not. But in the miniseries, when Richie is an adult and he's cracking the same kind of jokes, and they're just <laughs> the worst, fucking awful, the worst jokes. Doesn't work. It's not as, not as no. forgiving that that an adult would be making these kind of jokes. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. So I was real jealous of this kid, though. I'm like, man, what a what a promising career this this Stranger Things kid has got. I. Mm. Yeah, the kids in the new one are so funny. Like, I laughed so many times. Like, I the the dialogue was funny. It was real too. Like, they're swearing at each other. Yeah, calling each other fags, making like making banging your mom. I was surprised them here. (laughs) It was surprised to hear the bullies. Like, oh, they're like real kids from the eighties. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think you're probably really right about that because when I was watching it, I was thinking like, yeah, some of these jokes aren't landing, but it does make way more sense when you put in the context. It's like, well, yeah, they're. They're dumb kids, and they yeah, like to them. They're yeah. just getting off on being foul. Yeah, and to, it, that's what it felt like too. And I was like, oh, I guess that's fine. I like, thought it totally worked. Even when I it laughed was, a lot, even when it wasn't funny, it totally was yeah. like this. This totally works because he's he's it, an immature, it, it, stupid kid. Yeah, and like yeah. puberty is one of the most awkward times too, because like you're you're like you're growing and like you're disproportionate. You're you're sore like. Uh, you know, you go through the. It's like the weirdest. How's, you're sore. Yeah, dude, you get like muscle aches and stuff because you uh, grow yeah. and like yeah. mm-hmm. you look funny and you get acne. Your voice That's is funny. You haven't gone through puberty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like these kids are, are like a perfect embodiment of that because like they're kind of goofy and like weird looking, and it was like, oh yeah, I remember feeling and looking like that when I was a kid. Like, hey, speaking of goofy, weird, awkward, outcast, and whatnot, let's get to some gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> Braden, please take it away with the gremlin of the week. You have the honor and the table, sir. This week's gremlin of the week. I can't talk and try to do a drum roll at the same time. I'm sure that drum roll is also just just screwing the audio. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Is electricity gremlin. From the new batch. From the new batch. The second one. If this was the new Gremlins 3 movie... Uh, he'd be solar powered. <laughs> yeah. That Running. would actually be great. God, they got to make Gremlins 3. Run by uh, yeah. uh, 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 
by oil. Um, <laughs> the ineptitude of our guests not having seen Gremlins yeah, again Mark means is, that we've got to take it it's away again. Shame. Second guest in a row. We're going to be editing you out of this episode. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I'm going to edit you out of the Gremlins segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be talking for Hey, I'm the yeah. laugh track. But I'm going I'm to cut that clip though yeah <laughs> that's clip of so, silence electricity gremlin uh he just slams a potion turns into electricity yeah. and flies into the socket in the wall and then he shows up later when billy uh, turns on a lamp i think and he comes out of the lamp somehow he shows up a couple times he shows up on a video phone as yeah. well too. well he does he get so that's the next scene so yeah. he comes out of the lamp he electrocutes dr catheter and then dies. <laughs> Which is, just to paint this, yeah, the character's yeah. name is Dr. Catheter, and it's Christopher Lee. It's great. <laughs> Christopher Lee plays a character named Dr. He plays, Catheter. Uh, Christopher Lee is Soromon in Lord of the Rings, yeah. if you don't know. So then he electrocutes name. him, then hops back in the wall and gets away. It's hard to capture this guy, right? So then he come, he shows up again later when uh, Billy is talking to uh, Mr. Clamp, and Daniel he, R. Clamp. Daniel R. Clamp. He comes out of, I don't know what he, he comes the out of, the greatest gremlin. Again. And then Billy picks up like this video phone thing and traps him in it because he, I guess he just flies into it and then he puts the phone on hold so he's trapped <laughs> in it. He takes out of the phone and then you see the video image of him and he's just like, ah, I'm trapped, I can't get out. And then later in the movie, they spray water all over the gremlins in the lobby and they release electricity gremlin and he flies yeah, he around and used, he electrocutes them all. He's used to de- defeat all the other gremlins. Yeah, he is. And then he does blow Quite up himself. So he dies too. And How great is it yeah. that in the 80s and early 90s they really thought video phones were going to be a big thing. <laughs> like they were always in like a futuristic sequence yeah. of some kind. Never really became much of a thing. I guess we have it on our cell phones but no one really fucking uses it. No. And yeah, he was also a boss in the Gremlins 2 NES and Game Boy game. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Well, wait. You haven't played that yet, Andy. I, I think you, any of the you better get off this I podcast. Probably should. Um, <laughs> I do. What I kind of love about the electricity gremlin is I think he really embodies <laughs> how far off the fucking deep end yeah. uh, the gremlins get in the second gremlins. Because it's like an electricity gremlin. He's just shooting around. He's completely, it's pretty ridiculous. It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. um, and he's, he's kind of the perfect embodiment of that. There's a yeah. few, but... Maybe him more than others because he's a gremlin that's made purely out of electricity. That's that's more absurd than the tranny gremlin. <laughs> like it's <laughs> fucking weird. It's great though. I think that about sums oh, it up. Greta. That's the gremlin that of the week for da, 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 this episode. Fan favorite segment still. Sing us a song, Muller. I'm standing now. Got a bit of a wedgie. Are you one of those guys that'd be at one of those standing desks? No, never. Did you do that? I can't That's stand. Mean, I can only. I don't, I don't work, work at a desk. I can only talk I and. Uh, I, I think it stand. makes sense if you're just you Some work at a like job it. or you're just always sitting all the time. We have a few of them at my, at my work, and one, a couple of ladies love it, but I'm too lazy for that. I like to sit. <laughs> mm, fascinating. fascinating. Uh, so back, back to back, <laughs> back to, to it. back to it time. <laughs> what a we got a we got an it man. Um, <laughs> we got a remake it man. Bruce Lee's it, Bruce Lee's trainer. You, got, you never saw Ip Man? No, I didn't. Great, great kung fu movie, but we'll make it Ip oh, Man. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be paid. So the the one thing that I want to point out that I think is way better in the in the original than in the new one uh, is Pennywise the Clown. Yes, who I, I have conflicting feelings on this, but continue. you don't even know what I think yet. Um. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> I always know. What Tim you think. Tim Curry as Pennywise the Clown is so great, and and. I cannot. I can't really describe the magic of Tim Curry, but the yeah. the thing that I can describe is that the one of the main differences is, 
you can tell that Tim Curry probably trained to become a clown for this role because he like he has all these very clown mm-hmm. hand movements mm-hmm. and he's always talking like he's like really jolly but then he'll turn like really dark and get and get whatever mm-hmm. you know get really upset and whatnot so he actually seems like he kind of is a clown for half of the time and half the time he's this freaky creep dude or whatever he's got the bag um, of tricks too that yeah, will come with a clown, right? Oh, he's so he's a delight in this movie. Yeah, he's so like, awesome. I'm smiling every second he's on the film. Like <laughs> I, I don't know what it was. He just, I, I do like clowns. Yeah, lot. he's he's so. he's so awesome. And the and the he's new great. clown. Why do you like clowns? Clowns are awesome, man. Really? When I'm what? not like scared of him or anything. I don't. I've never understood the fear of clowns, but I've understand how someone wouldn't like clowns. It's I was just, I, I was pretty afraid of clowns, especially because of this movie as a kid. Well, Once this had mo- never seeing it until I was an adult. <laughs> the, see the reason <laughs> that cover, just the idea of it was enough. I have such a beef. With this with this miniseries is because it gave clowns a bad rap. Like, <laughs> well, it is funny that yeah. you say that. This new one, there was, I saw some news thing. I, I didn't read it because I thought I didn't care enough to read it. But there was some headline about how uh, some professional clowns out there today were uh, really upset with this yeah. new movie for making that. for making clowns scary. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, listen, we were we were already stuck with our role models of John Wayne Gacy Jr. Uh, murdering all those people as a clown. <laughs> listen, we don't need this it movie here. But Stephen King, like, we just go got over this like fuckers. <laughs> but like anyone, yeah, I think it's great. That's what you get for having a stupid profession. Have <laughs> 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 you ever seen Bulger? Um, no, but like the, anyone in like our age kind of group like generation basically for the most part was scarred by this movie like I still talk to people I never saw it as a kid. adults yeah, in their 30s experience. that talk about how they don't like clowns and they almost always say oh it's because it, it, that movie is so scary and I always think like okay I rewatched it when I was like 14 and laughed because like this it's movie is awful. it's yeah, not scary it's awful at all. Movie. I was talking about at the beginning. It's so funny that it's so revered, and yeah, people are people, so scared. By yeah. it, but when you rewatch it, it's it's almost laughably bad. It's really bad, and like this because you know how like it's trendy and like cool to it be scared of trendy. clowns. Like everyone's like, yeah, I'm scared of clowns. Oh, I don't like like it's every. It's not cool anymore to do that. When, and, so when I was a kid, I, I was kind of scared of clowns, and my cousin uh, had a had a. Uh, an email account like this is back when Hotmail was like oh what's that like uh, I should try that thing mm-hmm. uh, and he had mm-hmm. one that was called I hate clowns so his nice. email his email would be at I hate <laughs> and it was like this dark interface like with like well, well I, yeah, it was like really edgy like I had a funny one punk, <laughs> I had a funny email. one um, at the call center we, we always talk about because they they blocked like Hotmail and Yahoo and stuff, so we had to find weird, obscure email sites <laughs> to use. So the one I would use, like, so I could email my friends at work, was uh, it was at babiestastegood.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, though, it um, good. So the IT guy had a laugh about that one. <laughs> so it like um, does hold a bit of a special place in my heart in uh, that I love Tim Curry in this movie. Tim, yeah. he's still great. He's so good, but well, I, so I hate better. how people use this movie as an excuse to just hate clowns. Why do you hate clowns, everybody? But I love clowns. It was just... <laughs> It was the idea too. Like once again, I had never seen the movie. I just saw this cover, and he's got these big claws, which you don't really see much in the movie. I don't think not no. too much. Just like doesn't when he pulls Georgie into the sewer, doesn't he have claws? No, you don't even know because it just no. it has it's, a, it's just a close up. It has teeth. a still frame of his face, and there's like a Ken Burns effect, so the image rotates, and it's like it has like this. It's, bl- so, bad. it's so bad. It's like one of the worst. Uh, just like how in the new one they had the balls to have have Pennywise bite the kid's arm rip- off. I yeah, I was I was legitimately. Shocked. I was shocked that that would be. Oh, really? Okay. I was just shocked that in a in a big 
blockbuster, basically a big blockbuster yeah. movie that they would have the balls to throw in, it like crazy. this child torture yeah, scene almost. I, I, I think that Georgie in the new one was great. Like he was one of the scariest parts of the movie. Yeah, because he, yeah, the, he was this adorable kid. kid. Yeah, the, the, the kid. Yeah, he they picked, he's adorable, he, they and they, picked, they made him evil. They like, they picked the most yeah. sappily like bubblegum adorable yeah. kid where he has like a very tiny frame and just like don't uh, go too hard <laughs> <laughs> and uh, away. yeah like so he just has this voice watch pretty mouth but, but then, <laughs> and then but yeah then he's like he's basically falling apart and turning into like a zombie and it's it's really disturbing yeah, and the scene where Pennywise bites his arm off at the beginning is probably the goriest scene I think in the movie like it's definitely uh, the most visceral. Well, no, when they no, when no. they stab him in the head, that was pretty. No, we all know what the goriest scene in the movie was. I mean, was come that, on, you so can't was, tell me you forgot that. Was I think I kind of have. Uh, which movie? In is the that? new movie, uh, where Beverly is in front of the sink and like the. But blood that's not gore. Oh, yeah. That's just blood. I actually thought that was almost cheap because it's. That's how they get away with putting a lot of blood in a movie and not getting like a. That was like uh, evil dad because yeah. it's implied that it, the blood didn't blood. necessarily come from somewhere. I, I'm being too technical. Sure, that's definitely sure. the bloodiest scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as far as. It was definitely shocking, and I didn't, and not really much else in the movie shocked me in any way. And I just, yeah, I really, yeah. I really expected them to. Tone. I, I was mostly impressed and happy that they had all these kids swearing and making them like lots of really vulgar, non-okay things to say. It was great. Today. Uh, yeah, they did. They just they 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 dialed it up a little further than I expected. Yeah, um, but I will say, I actually think uh, Tim Curry's. Uh, Pennywise is a little dated. Not a lot dated, but I do think it's a little dated. Mm-hmm. It might be the costume. The costume is brutal. The costume yeah. is very dated. Yeah, the, the, the costume his design perf- is okay. so cheap, too. His performance is great, but there is something about it, even even beyond just the costume, that it feels... It could just be that it's from the 90s and everything... Nothing has dated perfect from the 90s. There's not a single fucking thing. Uh, speaking of which... Yeah. Speaking of the costume, I'd just like to point out to everyone listening that Andy's mic has a red color. <laughs> <laughs> like Pennywise. He's got a big red nose that he's talking no, into right true. now. <laughs> no, got our cl- resident I've just been staring here. at it this whole time. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, uh, awesome. that's pretty great. You guys, yeah. Did you like the new costume, though? I actually really liked the new Pennywise overall. Like every, I'm not going to say that it was better than the Tim Curry one because it's so hard to gauge. Because yeah. you can't compare because, like I said, it's from the '90s and it's slightly dated. And it was also, a very it was also movie. a smaller budget yeah. and everything. Uh, but I like what they did. They didn't try to just emulate uh, Tim Curry. They definitely tried to do something new. But I don't. I don't know how you could beat Tim Curry. Mm. Like like he's. I, I'm gonna say I thought the new guy's performance. I don't know his name. I'm sure that doesn't. Bill that doesn't, Bill Scar- doesn't help my argument so that he's I don't know his name. name. But uh, <laughs> I thought his performance was just as good. I think like people people hold Tim Curry's performance higher than I do. I don't think it was bad or anything like that. But I don't look at it as mind blowing. Yeah, a I, lot of people talk about it. Seemed to be more blown away by it than he, I was. I went yeah. and saw it uh, with some friends in Vancouver, the new one. And yes. right after the movie, I was showed. I showed him the clip of the of the sewer scene or whatever, where he's talking to Georgie at the beginning, and they were all like, "Yeah, this is way better than." Oh, really? than I will actually yeah. say, like I think I liked the funny. new one better in that regard. I like the new guy's voice. I like how he. I really like how oh. he didn't. He didn't just try to emulate Tim Curry because that. Well, that would have been, been really, a disaster. That would have been a complete disaster. I like that is a little different. He had a bit of a high pitched thing. He kind of actually sounded like a clown, mm-hmm. but he still had a. Yeah. Rap 
raspiness to his voice, and he, like when he got angry, it could sound yeah. scary. I actually, I like yeah, every, was, everything about the yeah. new Pennywise. He's drooling and spitting when he talked too. Is really yeah. Gross. He had more well, crazy yeah. like buck teeth too. Like yeah. his bit of a different design. Like the makeup goes like up his like well, the they, stars go up his eyes. I thought I thought everything about the new Pennywise. Was I good. did not like his voice. Really, I, I say, because right it. off the bat in that first scene when you see it in the old miniseries, like. It has lots of flaws, granted. But of course, that first mostly scene, flaws. Yeah, but that first scene though, when like Georgie comes up to the, uh, when he comes up to the sewer grate, mm-hmm. you know, when Pennywise shows up, you're like, yeah, like what the fuck's a clown doing in the sewer? This is already weird. But he's subtle. Like you, you're not immediately off put by how he speaks. Like, I think he kind of because he sounds like a weird like bar patron like hey Georgie what are you doing like, <laughs> just, like, I, I didn't hey, get the uh, same Georgie. like sinister vibe right away when I saw it. Okay, I was kind of like almost curiosity peaked. Like I knew the scene, of course, so I knew it was going to go on. But uh, this one, right away, the second he speaks, I'm like, okay, this guy's bad news. Like, what are you even doing here still? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he that... sounds menacing even when he's not trying to be menacing. I almost think, though, he sounded less menacing. No, than, no way. Because, he, because of so. that high-pitched quality no, in his voice. That only uh, happens occasionally, though, that he gets that, that high hit, though. Yeah, but I kind of like it. Just, I mean, it just reminded, it reminded me of Heath Ledger's performance of the Joker, how his, his voice had this weird range where he could sound very gritty and sinister, yeah. but then almost kind of silly at times, too but still creepy mm-hmm. while silly. It reminded me That's a fair. lot of that. Yeah, so the the old one was, you know, he he actually acted like a clown. And I and to me he, the dif- yeah. the difference in the new one is that what you were watching was a monster dressed up like a clown. Mm-hmm. And in the other yeah, one you you were watching somebody who kind of mm-hmm. was really acting like a like a clown for you I know think- half of it and then you'd have this this dark side and the and the other the one nuance that I liked about the new one is it looked like his brain would just shut off for a good ten seconds. Sometimes, like he would just kind of like power down and start and just be yeah, just drooling. Like he just lost track of himself, and that was mm-hmm. not at all in the original one. Like that was his own yeah. performance edition. I thought that was really cool, like See, a disconnect almost. Yeah, he like it was like his brain and the manifestation. Yeah yeah, 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 like totally. Like he like lost focus and uh, think, yeah, it was more of a puppet though. I, th- I liked that. Yeah, I think I completely agree with what you're saying, and that Tim Curry's. Uh, Pennywise was more like a clown, and that the new one's more like a monster, just pretending dressed, like, dressed a like a clown. But I think that's—I think I like that more. Like I think I agree with what you're saying, but I like that he didn't act like a clown. There's—I just—I get nothing out of the clown thing. I don't like clowns, and I'm also not terrified by them. So <laughs> someone just act like a clown. I'm just, yeah. just uh, whatever. Obviously, again, it works because it's the manifestation of a child's fear. But I think I just—I got more out of it not act, acting less like a clown, though. For a character called. Uh, the what the dance Pennywise, 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 Pennywise the, the dancing, dancing clown. clown. Tim Curry didn't do any fucking dancing. The new he does a little. Yeah, he does. He does some. Jig- well, well, he's dancing and jiggling really around all the time, and that's yeah. the difference. Whereas this clown, they just shove him in some weird. I liked dancing. that dancing. I liked it a lot. <laughs> once, once again, because uh, it was kind of complete schlock. Yeah, it was <laughs> total I, schlock. I was totally all for it. Um, yeah, so at the at the end, they have him dancing in some burning barn or something like carnival. You go down to his lair, and he's trying to really scare the Beth. Her name? Bev. Bev. Bev that's yeah. Beverly. Yes. It, it was. It was just a little too overtly internet uh, to me. Like he's doing the whole Jim Carrey like in Dumb and Dumber, wh- wh- whipping his egg legs up left and right, and you know, like kind of going at that. I dug it because it felt like Pennywise was really trying to scare Beverly, and Beverly just wasn't that scared. And, like, <laughs> it almost felt like he was trying too hard. 
and and it, I and it was also kind of so schlocky, but it just I don't know. It's not, I can't. I, I, liked, it I well. liked it. I'm not yeah. saying I di- I disliked it, but I liked the memes mm-hmm. of the, of that uh, scene better mm-hmm. of just putting other fancy music well, over top. My criticism with the voice acting in it is kind of it's my criticism in general of the new movie and the clown yep. in every way. I feel like this it movie is very much a monster movie. Like that's mostly, what it's yeah. about. Yeah, it's yeah, just a it's, scary a, clown it's a it's just it's just a monster movie but there's a clown. Whereas I thought well, maybe not the the mini series was poor execution, but the, <laughs> yeah. the book, the point of the book is it's a coming of age story. So I I don't know, the subtlety in all those things, the voice, the costume, the behavior is important. Yeah, I thought it worked well. I think they only really they kind of hammered the uh, coming of age thing harder at the end, like when they're defeating Pennywise in the new one, yeah. and they're all like he's trying to scare them with each individual thing. Like he shows Georgie, and and then he he comes out all sickly because the one kid's scared of disease. They mm-hmm. really hammer it in at that point when they're overcoming him, but mm-hmm. they probably could have hammered it a bit harder throughout mm-hmm. the rest of the movie, and that that might have driven it home a bit better. They don't even need to hammer it. It's this, that's the thing. I understand the criticism of the miniseries in that they there was too much. There was too much going on in it, in that first. It half. needed some concision throughout the whole thing, especially the second. Some half. concision. Just, just cut that second half off completely, and then really cut some things in the first half. I but, would actually just say that the child development needed to be better. It needed to be in the new one. Or, no, in, in the in miniseries. The, in the old, yeah, yeah. Like, sure. I liked mm-hmm. that it was all there because it's very true to the book, and in the book it felt good. It might just be like a translation of film thing. I was, that's exactly what I was yeah, about to a, say. Yeah, but yeah, there's honestly, a lot. I didn't mind <laughs> yeah. the development. I just thought it needed to be done with more eloquence. It needed to be done better. Well, yeah, because they... Better you, acting. You just need to find a... It's, I always kind of refer back to that. I always kind of refer. <laughs> I always refer back to that, that Back to the Future two-minute intro where they've taken 30 minutes of stuff and just compressed it into something that uh-huh. you can feel and you immediately understand. And it's, okay, here's 10 minutes to, to learn about fat Ben yeah. and here's 10 <laughs> minutes to learn well, about uh, yeah, stutter weirdo That's what Bill the new one and, did well. Yeah, yeah, like, it did great. It was like, oh, my his brother's dead, and he's already got his friends, and they're out looking looking for him in the tunnels. By the way, I love the the end of the scene we were talking about with the with the, the beginning of the of the 1991 where he's talking to Georgie, and he and he mm-hmm. you know he eats Georgie, and it and so it's got that big scary face of him with his teeth extended, yeah. and it immediately fades to a funeral. <laughs> like it's there's <laughs> not remember. even one remember. second in between <laughs> <laughs> Georgie getting eaten and a funeral. Yeah, yeah, oh, like, yeah. It, it almost comes off as exactly what you'd expect in kind of a crummy modern comedy where they quickly cut to something depressing like that or something. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, this is going to be... And then it cuts and they're waiting in like a doctor's office or something. (laughs) You know, like it it almost came off as something dumb like that. Um, But yeah, to what you were saying, Mark, I I do think it is a translation from book to film thing because I think they took way too much time establishing stuff in the the miniseries. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that, that probably... I don't read a lot of like fiction novels or anything like that, but... Uh, from what I have, I think that works better in a novel, but in a movie, like especially again, if I look at the It miniseries as two movies, even in that first hour and a half, like it's way too long how much they establish stuff. That's something you can't take that much time to do it unless it's super interesting and engaging, and it 
it just wasn't. And it's, it's like, yeah, here's some kids getting to know. It's each other. not, yeah, it's not like this really complicated thing that no. you're trying to establish. You're just trying to establish that kids are friends. All they have to do is have a secret handshake. That takes five seconds. Oh, totally. those, those two kids are friends. Yeah, like, I, thought not- they, I thought they nailed that in the new one, just like quickly establishing these are the friends. This is a new kid. Yeah. There's this chick that they all kind of find attractive. Yeah, right. I still feel the new one was probably about 15 minutes too long. It's definitely a I, bit long because it was two hours and ten or two something. Two hours like and that. ten minutes. Over the two hour mark. Is, yeah, they, they, uh, it's a bit much for a horror movie like that. Yeah, they go into the house and they fight Pennywise and then they have to leave for 10 or 15 mm-hmm. minutes as their group. And it's like they probably could have just cut that out, stayed in the house, and then gone down for the have final. Have it just one trip to the house yeah. instead of two. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree. Well, it's yeah. progression, right? They're slowly becoming bolder. Yeah, so this is a this is another great way to justify uh, Steve, the, these uh, Stephen King ones. <laughs> Listen, they're slow. Yeah, that's my problem. It's too slow. Like <laughs> it, it does need to feel natural, though, right? Kids don't just become brave overnight. It's that's the whole point. You can get around that through through just smart, through clever smart editing and writing, though. Like I think in a movie, especially a movie like this, this isn't. Uh, like some Kubrick film or a Martin Scorsese film. This is a horror movie about a bunch of kids fighting a, a creepy clown. Uh, it probably could have fared to be closer to an hour and a half. Though I will say it didn't really feel too long. It didn't feel it like... It didn't feel like, it didn't oh, feel this like is so this long. Is, this is really dragging. But looking back on it in hindsight, you're like, yeah, they probably could have quickened things up a bit toward in the third act. Yeah. But it didn't feel bad. No, it, 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 it was it fine. Just, just could have been tightened up a bit. Yeah. Do you think there should be two movies at all? I do not. I think they should completely okay. stop. They won't because A, it made so much fuck. A, mostly A, it yeah. made so much fucking, <laughs> it made a boatload of fucking money. And two, I just think them coming back as adults fighting a clown is dumb, especially if it's going to be the same basic movie. Them reuniting, them having individual run-ins with the clown again, and them fighting him again. So, I, I, I don't think it's even necessary. How would you do it, Andy? I just <laughs> wouldn't. Tell if they, no, if they were like, Andy, you got to write part two, how would you do it? <laughs> I have no idea. It would just end immediately. <laughs> it would just come up and the be like, it, ends. chapter two. And then the, 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 wait. then the title would fade out and the credits would roll up. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the It Clown million. Uh, um. gets elected into the White House. Uh, <laughs> and he's using everyone's fears against themselves. President uh, Pennywise. Making them go to war because uh, they're afraid and... Yeah. Putting in TSA security checks in all the airports. <laughs> but this is the. <laughs> he runs against Daniel Clamp in the presidency. The race for the presidency. <laughs> what you're spelling out, though, is the perfect example of why they shouldn't. A, an adult's fears are more stuff like what you're talking it's about. Not, it's not that fun. It's not, a, yeah, it's, it's not <laughs> fun, and it can't, it can't work as a creepy clown. Well, Mark, and when you're making a movie like this, you want the clown to be the iconic thing. You can't make someone's fear of you know, global politics. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't manifest that as anything. Not without it being horribly uninteresting. Yeah, unless the movie's like about some schizophrenic guy who like is in a mental hospital, and but he's actually seeing a. I, I can't. Yeah. I, I don't know. But you can't get rid of the clown what, either. What he, is a fun? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Thing. He's so iconic yeah. that you can't get rid of that that's clown. True. But having a bunch of adults fighting that clown, or, yeah. or maybe the clown is the president now, or yeah. something, it's just so <laughs> stupid. It doesn't work. I don't. Yeah, what's it, a good? It works in the book. It works but in the book. Honestly. Yeah. This what what they do in the book, what Stephen King does in the book, is not what they're going to be doing in these movies. So really, what's he do in the book? It's there's the initial childhood fear coming of age deal. Yeah, and the whole point of the adult section, if you will, <laughs> which sounds worse than it is, mm-hmm. yeah. is just that basically we forget so much when we age about our childhood terrors, mm-hmm. and they lie latent, kind of, and we kind of just forget about our childhood period. It's, he's not necessarily making a point or anything, but when I read it, like a lot of childhood memories that I had kind of forgotten 
Mm-hmm. Oh, sort of came, came to out. the surface. I think that I thought was really cool. I think Stephen King is one of those guys who is making art, and they, they got those they got those like pictures where they're talking about some adult and what a shame it is that they don't act like children anymore. It's like, oh, my imagination isn't like what a kid's <laughs> imagination is anymore. And it's like, oh, just lamenting childhood. Like I think that that's a pretty that's a pretty severe message. Like in most modern fairy tales and Disney things, it's like, oh yeah, the Peter Pan. You know, I don't I don't want to grow up. And it's it, also it, very it's much about how to. fucking scary it is to be a kid sometimes. Yeah, that's I mean, what that, I think works. That's what the original about is about. Uh, so. uh, showing them as kids rather than as adults. You're not a yeah. kid. Like, oh, I don't have an imagination like in mm-hmm. a kid. Yeah, that's right. Because you imagine things that you can actually build, not like dumb yeah. shit like cities and clouds and dumb crap. Like, <laughs> dude, you're imagining like, oh, we're gonna build uh, solar panels that can uh, save billions of people's lives. And it's like, ah, oh, man, I wish that I still thought like a kid, and then I would think of stuff that no one can use and is not helpful yeah. to anyone. Great, the great fantasy idiot so this is totally why at the at the end of the second half of the movie uh where they go into pennywise's lair and then they they find like a bunch of cobwebs around they go through this comically small door the hobbit door (laughs) it looks like a hobbit door which is true to the book i will have you know because Uh, kids Okay. <laughs> the small doors for kids. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. That sure. didn't come it's across well. That didn't come across well in the miniseries. It was like, what's yeah. with this hilariously small door that yeah. he has? And then they go in there, and then Pennywise is now. They don't even show the transformation, but Pennywise is now a giant weird parasite spider of something. It's like, what the fuck? What? Where did they, where did this come from? Why is Pennywise a spider? All of a sudden, I guess he lures kids, kind of like how a, a, a spider would capture things in a way. Yeah, yeah and he feeds off but, he feeds off their fear. Well, like, he feeds off he them, feeds but on the them. fear is salting the meat. It makes them okay. That's Sorry. pulled right out of the book. That's Again, in the in the miniseries, this it doesn't work. It would have maybe worked if they had all established that they're all scared of spiders or something. But all of a sudden, you walk out there and he's this giant spider. And I'm like, where did this is in like the last ten minutes of the but movie? Is that too. his true form? Or I think so. What Again, that didn't come across well in the miniseries as it to whether it was just true form yeah. or not. Uh, I just saw a giant spider thing at the end, and it comes out of nowhere in the last 10 minutes of this fucking three-hour escapade we've gone on. <laughs> uh, fucking ridiculous. I thought it was so stupid. By this point, Andy has no patience. He's like, I was angry because that. that second half of the movie, you're sitting there for an hour and 15 minutes, you're watching a bunch of adults hang out in a, in a Chinese food restaurant, just not even talking. <laughs> it's like that episode even, of Seinfeld. Yeah, it's not even addressing this issue that they're having with Pennywise returning, and then it shows them hanging hanging out in the library. It shows everyone having their creepy moment with Bev because they're all kind of hitting on her, but they're not really hitting on her. It's so fucking boring. And then it finally gets up to the confrontation with Pennywise and he's like, it's like, what the fuck? He's a giant spider now out of nowhere? (laughs) And a really poor looking spider. I love stop motion and and puppetry and animatronics and that's what it all, I think it's a combination of all those things, but this one looked terrible. It's not a good example Mm -mm. of how to work that in. Uh, and then again, so as kids, they defeat it. They, they, they all kind of overcome their fear and they all and shoot them with the slingshot. Like there's a character arc that occurs during the battle. Yes, and it's the kids <laughs> overcoming their fear, but then in the adult one, they chase them into a smaller room in the cave and, they, and then they push them over and then it's the end. <laughs> yeah, that was that was really done. That's, it was so bad. But I will say this. It, what will you say? If you ever read the book... I you will, will understand <laughs> how difficult it is to translate what actually happens onto film. Yeah, so some things shouldn't be translated. Like, yeah. I mean, let, 
I'm on this date. I don't know how to tell this girl about this weird fetish I have on the first date. I'm going to make it happen, though. I just got to yeah. work it out. You ever think, just don't? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just save it. <laughs> Leave it for later. Keep your wiener out of that pie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, I, a, it's like a, a huge part of good, of good writing is just knowing what to leave out. Yeah, concision. <laughs> so they're going to have to come up with a totally new idea. I'll tell you that. That's right why I'm so worried. I don't know yeah. how they're even going to make it work. I, I just remember being fucking angry. It's like three hours of movie for this. They just chase him into a room and push him over. And then the end, what the f- it was oh, I'm so mad. Yeah, so it's not, um, it, it's not that it was in the kids' minds. Like, it's not uh, this psychological thing. Uh, it's just a spider. Now that's that's now, what the real now problem it's just is. A spider. And from what I've heard is that in in the book he's uh, Pennywise is actually an alien and he takes different forms or something. Like, correct me if I'm wrong because I'm just going he off. He is what an I alien and he came. There's a sequence in the book actually which they omitted for obvious reasons. Yeah, they like recreate this Native American smoke hole mm-hmm. and they all get high and they <laughs> the kids couple, the kids yeah. are adults. No, the kids. Okay. Like these eleven-year-olds or whatever. Sure, sure. And the losers uh, club because they're a bunch of losers. Two of them basically see this memory of when it came to Earth. Yeah, like because he is an alien. Oh man, that would not have translated well to this film. This is another thing. <laughs> not to mention the you know the whole insensitivity controversy that would come with that. So <laughs> anyway, this so is he insensitive. comes. <laughs> yeah, he he comes to Earth and they see his origins. He's been there for How hundreds did he come of millions of years on some. Craft. So I hear, I hear this. All dumb. All I, hear, I hear this, and I start to think like, why? Stephen King has too many things going on here. Why the fuck is this in a story about it's a an bunch of kids overcoming their fear? An eleven. <laughs> that's way too. We don't need to know where he came so from. So I do want to get. I this do is wanna, an okay plot point. He has to fill those three thousand pages somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <exactly. laughs> Listen, this is a five thousand page book right yeah. here. Like, so, <laughs> I do want to. I do want to get into the novel a little bit, but perhaps uh, let's make a bit of money first and uh, jump back uh, into yeah. it. Well, uh, it no money yet because we have a oh. brand new. Well, what am I here for? We have a brand new segment here uh, that, uh, that that that'll blow your mind. You'll never have heard anything like this segment before. <laughs> is it another yeah. Gremlin of the week? <laughs> It's a second gremlin <laughs> of the week uh, wow. that we have today. So, uh, a critter of the week. <laughs> That's what's coming after. Critters <laughs> two of the week. All right. So, what's the segment here? Okay. So, this is our this is our perverted anime of the week. So, so just anime. So, yeah, I don't you, see the distinction you, here. Have you basically <laughs> unnecessary adjective? Yeah, it's, come, it's redundant saying perverted and anime. You just need to say anime. So, have you just basically found an alphabetical list of every anime uh, ever and you're just going to read <laughs> off at the top of it going down? Sounds like a good uh, segment. No. No. There are there are many animes and some are more particularly perverted than others. Uh, About 99% most, of them somehow. 99% of them are not perverted. Uh, <laughs> Incorrect. 1%, uh, 1% perverts, uh, 2% milk too. Um, so uh, the, the, the anime that, that I have here is... Uh, Kiss him, not me. I believe. Uh, I believe is that it's a probably a poor translation uh, or whatnot. So be the first time. Um, Kiss him, not me is about, of course, a Japanese schoolgirl. Oh, uh, as every single anime is. <laughs> as every single anime. Even is. when they say they aren't, they are. Yeah, they <laughs> are. Somehow so, they are. So she. So she. 
Oh boy. I, 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 how do I how do I tell this in a way that's are not you, confusing? Because it's very it's inherently confusing. There's that's no way to do it because all animes are confusing <laughs> and perverted. Every so, single fucking one of them. You have you have this girl and she used to be fatty. Now she's skinny. So that's that's the that's the the backstory on, on this girl. So now that she's all hot. All the boys in school want to kiss her. I can't believe you kept watching. But I, 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 did, I, I did not watch a single second of this. As soon as she became skinny, Mueller stopped watching. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. Uh, no, so all the boys want to want to kiss her now that she's hot, and so, but she doesn't want the boys to kiss her because she has not a fetish, Eight. but some sort of weird obsession with wanting two boys to kiss each other and watch them. So she wants all the boys who have a crush on her to kiss each other instead so that she can get... like It's like, a, it's like when a girl... Uh, you know, she likes a cute dog. You know, and and there's and they swoon over the dog. It's not it's not that they want to fuck the dog or something. It's mm-hmm. just it's a It's just that it's you know they're they, they there's the, I don't know what, what's that feeling. You know, like I, I don't have it because I'm I'm not a woman, so I, I don't know. Mm, but I can't I help you sometimes there. Sometimes I wonder. So all the boys <laughs> want to kiss her, but she wants them to kiss each other. So that's what the show is about. Uh, I mean, so I'm doing a little. <laughs> Google image search as you're talking about this. <laughs> I, I just typed it, I just typed in the title and did an image search. It kind of just looks like every other anime I've ever seen. I did seen. the exact like, same thing. It looks uh, like a pile of garbage anime. Like every <laughs> every every anime TV show you have. So that's uh, that sounds pretty perverted to me. Is that you think that you think that makes the cut for our perverted anime of the week? Just him, not uh, me. Yeah. So if you're looking to tie a belt around your neck and strangle yourself while jerking off, this might be just the turn thing it for into you. an anime <laughs> and submit it to the show, and we'll bring it in. Huh. Uh, that sounds like a phrase you guys say to me all the time when I lean in to kiss you. Point over Andy Muller, you kiss him. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's uh, let's get back uh, to the. So back. Let's, let's get back. So I back to it. Back to it because uh, back to back to what guys? It is a good movie. So you what shut is, your mouth. So you, so you have this you have this great setup at the beginning, and maybe the clown is not real, and. Uh, then the kids kind of beat him, and uh, yeah, maybe it's all in their heads, and they just defeated something, and it's a coming-of-age story. Uh, and then the adults, for no reason, revisit all this, mm-hmm. uh, and then it's a spider. And it's, oh, oh, okay, so none of that psychological stuff had anything to do with anything. Uh, it's just a it, was, it was just dumb. There's no, Everyone's scared of spiders, guys. Everyone's scared of, yeah, there's no... There's no <laughs> <laughs> you mean to tell me you're not scared of spiders? You're some kind of idiot? Yeah. He's not human. Yeah, I've, I've, um, I've, I've read about how Stephen King does his writing because I, I think he, he, we, we all know that. Does he, he do it sitting down to pee? <laughs> we all we have we, the time. We know that Stephen King has some some good ideas uh, and some poor executing. So I, I have not read any Stephen King stuff, but everything I've read about him and about his novels that I'm interested in, mostly because of their movie adaptations. It makes him sound like a fucking idiot. Like I, that, this is my long-running theory that Stephen King is a moron, perhaps a pervert as well, too. Um, um, but I, I can imagine what you're getting at here. Yes, well, I'll get to that shortly, but just to go back to what you were talking well, about just, don't the, just, just, before, just before the break there about expl- like Pennywise is actually this space alien and they've been watching us or something. Sorry, this is my crappy interpretation. What planet is he from? Uh, Planet Xenu. And I'm sure He's they... an interdimensional being. So I'm sure they explain all this, and I see it, and I watch this movie, or, or hear this story about a bunch of kids overcoming their fear, and it's been manifested as a creepy clown, among other little things that he does to them. 
And you don't, in my mind, whether it be novel, movie, or any version of the story, you don't want to explain too much about this because he's the manifestation of their fear. Yeah. And fear is this ethereal thing uh, that it, it, you can't really measure it. And there's no telling what each individual person's going to be uh, scared of. So when that manifests into something, it's, it's very personal and, and you can't really understand it. And, no, but then, it's but a then, spider, but you then, idiot. No, you idiot. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an alien that's a oh, spider. Yeah, that's, that's No, like, you idiot. It's an interdimensional <laughs> being. I feel like explaining that in any medium, whether it's novel, film, or whatever, is just such a weird mistake. I, of course, say this to someone who has never read the novel, yeah. so maybe it comes across brilliantly, but yeah. I can't imagine why explaining that would ever be a good thing. Well, we, we often talk about in the show how like fear of the unknown is something that people have like just lost touch with. I think, like mm-hmm. in, in filmmaking, so, do we often they, ex- talk- they explore? Well, they do. Like <laughs> it's they, the first they, I've heard how people <laughs> people expl- overexplain things constantly. Oh right, like, right. I don't need to know. You know where uh, the T one thousand, who his mom was. Like I don't know <laughs> about that. Yeah, stuff, anyway. His mom is cybernetic. <laughs> Just to quickly tap into that, I was talking to a buddy of mine. Apparently, like they're doing another Terminator movie that's going to show. You don't Ar- have to quickly. It's going to show it, Arnold as a person, as a real person who the the who Skynet modeled the T eight hundred after. Explain like, why again. It's a perfect example. You do not need to explain Dude. this. I don't care if there's a fucking book yeah. about the Terminator series. Don't explain that. Like yeah. the mystery is the intrigue. Whether it's a sense of horror, or a sense of excitement, yeah. sense of whatever finding that right perfect mystery or or something you're not explaining about them the unknown it is so important mm-hmm. i can't wait until uh, terminator 10 where they're like here's a flashback <laughs> to arnold schwarzenegger as a as having a child that yeah. uh, made him the perfect fit to be the model for the t1000 <laughs> like uh, every you know, everything fits together it's like a puzzle piece you know <laughs> well this uh, is kind of the thing with the book that i seem to remember it, it's been a couple of years now mm-hmm. But when it, that's how long fight, it took you to read it. No, no, it took me like months to read it. <laughs> when um, when they defeat Pennywise as kids, there's kind of like you feel it's real then. Mm-hmm. But when they kind of progress the story, they're adults. You kind of get get this impression that they don't really re- remember or believe that it was real. So when Pennywise mm. comes back, he comes back every 27 years. That's yeah. the way the creature works. That's the law. 10,000 days. That's why he shows up when they're adults. This has mm. already fallen away from them. Yeah. Like they, even in the book, they hammer home that point. Once it happened, they forget about it, basically. Yeah, they kind of talk about I that a little about bit that. In, the, yeah. in the movie. I think so, they're, they are, their memories are a bit hazy, for sure. Yeah, they say that. You're right. And they then, and then somebody phones them and is like, he's back. And then they like yeah. drop their glass and then their face droops into... I guess it's like, yeah, they're remembering it for their the Their reaction time. to what happens wouldn't happen to you if someone yeah. called you and said your dad is dead. <laughs> you would not react in such a weird... Like, yeah. like, like, like it's, it's, it's really overacted and just so, so hammy. For uh, sure. Another translation to film thing, yeah, it's, a, it's hard to translate it's, things to film when you have really crappy actors and a bad director. It's the face that I make when I shart. Usually. Like, oh. So, oh. <laughs> so basically, they um, when when they're remembering, all of a sudden it's like they have this realization that oh my god, it's actually real. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't care, I guess. <laughs> I, 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 it's like I have actually like all of that sounds perfectly logical, and they could have they could do that. You could make that transition into film, but yep. they, they didn't in the miniseries. Um, but and I they just, wisely s- sidestepped it. Yeah. Again, my my whole problem is 
that we were just talking about is the exp explaining Pennywise too much. I just can't imagine in any medium how that works because it just seems so. That he, yeah. especially that he's like a space alien. It's not even yeah. this. It's not even this ethereal thing. It's like literally just scientific. Yeah, this is this new species, an interplanetary species that we didn't know about, and it's it really came weird. and it came here, and it's it's doing this to us for no reason. It finally <laughs> in the second miniseries so we eats. captured Pennywise, and now we can find out that the lab results of yeah, what his DNA yeah, exactly. is made of. I'll, I'll say it just Fine. as anecdote because I've read it and you haven't. This, yeah. So listen, shut up. this <laughs> this entire well, okay. show is so, anecdotes. It, it so works. It, there's no. Speaking as someone who read the book, it, it works. I have another thing that I'm curious about as to how it works in the book that they uh, wisely chose not to have in the movie. And there's a few things. You're rolling your eyes because I think you, you think I'm about to jump to the really obvious one. But there's okay. another one. I'm, I actually I oh. might have some of the details wrong oh, on this one. Can we one. beat the, around the bush a little more here? Ask, like, but this, uh, do you need oh. some hedge trimmers to get yourself a path around that bush? Have some Speaking of, the, of bushes. I might have, <laughs> not that. <laughs> I know. I might have some of the details wrong on this because it was so weird that I it couldn't even fathom this would be in there. Something okay. about a giant cosmic space turtle that the Earth is actually flat and rides on the back of. No, no, that's uh, that's no. Discworld. Okay, I'll, I'll give you the details. <laughs> at least what I remember from it. Yeah. Um, literally, the backstory is this turtle Maruten or something. Maturin. So that's how it's spelled. It happens in the book. Oh yeah. Maturin. So it's, spe it's spelled Maturin. Yeah, Maturin. You're right. You're right. So that's I'm right. assuming that's, that's how it's a real bad name, by the way. <laughs> right <laughs> off the bat. Maturin. The kids are growing up. Yeah, you know? I know. Yeah. There's a bad pun written in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the space turtle shows up in a few of his novels. Like, I think it's also in The Dark Tower as well, too. No, he's not wrong. It does. Nailed it. Knew it. I've, I've only Andy read one of the research. Dark Tower, so I didn't, didn't notice oh, it. So I, I'm sure so, I, I could not what? read into it too much because it You're got so it got so stupid and there was all these details. I just heard, in my mind, I tra it translated as giant, that the Earth is flat and rides on the back of a gigantic cosmic space turtle. Mm. And I read that. Is that in It? I thought that was Discworld. What? There's a there's a book Discworld that's like there's a big disc is on the back of Is it Stephen King? It's no, about it, a DJ. It's, no, this is a thing in the, <laughs> this is a thing in the Stephen King Stephen King novels. No, I know that there's supposed to be this uh, this opposite to Pennywise, who's the evil, uh, the malevolent figure. There's a benevolent, you know, turtle thing that's supposed to be helping them. Okay, so perhaps let's let's they, let, they bring it up in the new movie too because they're like, oh, there's a turtle down in this lake, and then they never mention it again. Let's uh, let's maybe let Mark elaborate because he he knows at least something about the book rather than just what oh. I read in Wikipedia. Yeah, okay. so <laughs> I don't. They don't actually go into detail in the book. I yeah. understand why. <laughs> just more random crap. <laughs> Basically, all you need to know is it's a space being. Turtle. It's a turtle. Yes. And. He vomited up the earth when he had a stomachache. <laughs> that's not all kidding. you need to know. I didn't know that part. That, that's so it. It's is, like does a, it ride on his back? The earth? I Did I read that wrong? So. I could have. That could have been something I read. Somebody like I also did. An, I did an image that. search, and that's Man, what it looked like. Stephen King like is so too. conceited. Now he feels that he can make creation myths that it, are. This it, is going to last ten thousand years. <laughs> he was conceited <laughs> in 1986. I'll have you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't fucking doubt it. Yeah. He's worse than a flat earther. He's a flat earther and a cosmic space turtler. Yeah. So they do a couple nods to that in in the movie, which. Are kind of you know, I guess put there to kind of appease the fans. I'm fine with a nod to it as like, look what this stupid idiot tried to include in the story <laughs> yeah. that we're not going to. Yes. Well, you remember they it. have the Lego turtle right? That yeah, falls. they have the Lego turtle. I actually didn't oh, even yeah. pick There's up that. on that. And then they say what? Yeah, they're in the, the they're the in the lake and they're like, oh, there's a turtle down here or something, yeah. and they they quickly gloss over it. And that's all you need. That's, that's great. Fine. That's perfect because <laughs> I can interpret that as a middle finger to it as well yeah. as well as just a, a little nod yeah. to it. Fine with that, but it's just. Again, I, I see this and I think, 
Is Stephen King some kind of fucking idiot? Why is this in his story? <laughs> but The Shining has some pretty weird stuff in it too. Oh, I want to get I want to get into a little bit about The Shining okay. shortly here. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to keep that brief as I can. But there is a sorry, Melody. No, no, no. Keep, I'm going to I'm going to move on. So there is so there's a space turtle in the It novel for whatever reason. But and I a space think, spider. And I guess what? a space. Oh, spider. Well, Pennywise is the space spider, right? Oh, or yeah. is there another space spider? Okay. No, no, that's it. You're you're on. Um, but let's Cosmic get to something. Web. Let's get to something a little bit more grounded. Not space turtles, space spiders. Another thing I've read about the novel uh, that is like, why is this in the novel? This yeah. is the strange. I know. I'm cringing. I know what he's going to say. So, I'm not cringing. I can't wait. So, <laughs> well, obviously. In in all iterations of the story, the kids go down to the sewer or, or, or Pennywise's lair and defeat. They defeat Pennywise. And in the book, again, from what I've read, correct mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong, because I have not read the book. I just read some synopsises here and there on different sites. Uh, after they defeat Pennywise, they kind of all lose this connection with each other, like because they've overcome their fear, and that's kind of, their fear is kind of what brought them together. Yep. So they've lost that connection, and because of that, it makes they all get lost in the sewer. Mm -hmm. And as as a way to reconnect the gang, the Losers Club of a bunch of eleven year olds, uh, the one female <laughs> Beverly decides to. Uh, Take turns having sex with each of the other children who. Are oh wait, this is him. not what I was looking forward to. Uh, <laughs> this, Don't this, lie, Molly. This, this is, is what I meant at all. <laughs> this is a notorious thing from the book, I guess. Is the yeah. weird uh, child preteen orgy? Orgy? It's not. It's not really an orgy because I guess they take turns. Oh, okay. But then I've also heard that <laughs> they take don't turns. Like they were it's a gangbang. He, he goes this. into like great detail about like how it felt to enter her and stuff. This is a oh bunch of. God. This is a bunch of like eleven. It is really disturbing. I will tell you that. What the fuck? was going on in Stephen King's mind where he was writing that so like I, I know mean, yeah Mark you know, like I guess Ex explain yourself Mark <laughs> yeah how could you I guess I kind of I kind of understand the loose concept I know it's a really bad she wasn't pun. loose <laughs> <by the laughs> yeah. she would be pretty loose by the end of okay. oh my gosh I, I understand the whole like idea of unity and you know coming of age this sounds uh -huh. like a Luke Besson but that's uh, it screenplay it, right it, now. it ends after <laughs> that yeah, and I thought there's so many there's probably so many other ways that Listen, he could have gotten art. this point across. Yeah, because I actually like the idea of they've lost their connection with each other because they overcame their fear, and yeah. their fear was what connected them. I'm with them with that one. Mm -hmm. But okay. the weird, we have to reconnect. Let me have sex Sexual. with all of you, with all of you 11-year-old boys. So Come it's on her in. idea? I think so. It is actually. Yeah. Okay. That makes and it, it okay. It has to be vaginal for it to count. <laughs> 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 they don't go into that much detail. <laughs> Uh, I, it is really <laughs> disturbing. I will tell you. And so this, this <laughs> mole of your face. This, <laughs> I, like I don't even know what to say about it. <laughs> Stephen King, this Weasley fuck. Because people have asked, so people people have asked him about this. They're like, uh, yeah. So what's with that weird child gangbang scene? What's going? On? Like, why did? Why would you think that in there? And he's like. Oh, you know, I just I find it weird that people. This is my Stephen King impression. I'm sure this is, I'm sure this is exactly how he talks. Uh, I find it weird that people are so focused on you know just this the child sex scene, but they're not. They don't seem to have any problem with any of the violence and the and the scary monster. I, I, this is not an exact quote, but it's like I, I know yeah, where he's going. because yeah, yeah, you fucking idiot. Because a clown that lives in the sewer that lures children in and tries to kill them based off their fears and is this weird ethereal thing is not like a real thing. A bunch of kids having 
sex with each other is a thing that can really happen. And <laughs> that makes it far more disturbing, you fucking moron. What are you talking about? What do you mean you can't understand that? It's like, uh, it's kind of like early, early atheists talking about, uh, you, you know, like uh, just going, uh, just going on a tirade against I- in institutions and and uh, religion. Oh, it's the opium. I love Ryan and the opium of the masses. The opium of the masses, man. Like, and it's Get like, 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 like that's the end of the wisdom. Like, there's no, there's nothing. There's, there's no wisdom beyond that, right? It's yeah. like, oh, now I'm enlightened that everything is stupid, so we can just do nothing now, and uh, that's that's the height of intellectual. <laughs> well, like, let, let's be clear. His, his statement like that is just. Obvious deflection. There's, yeah, it's it's horseshit. It's really, just a way to dodge if, the if question. If he had answered that, so question, centrist. If I if I was reading that interview and he had answered that question, be like, look, I was, I was you know, I actually wanted an, al- an answer. I'm an, al- I'm an alcoholic and I was just railed on fucking coke at the time. That's what I wrote. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> if he had said that, I'd be like, all right, well, that's a fair explanation. Yeah. I understand. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, I just, you can wisely understand why they, they got rid of that. Yes, so that's... <laughs> in uh, both so for, for clarity, <laughs> in both the miniseries and the new movie, they, they, they kind of skirt their way around that part of the story. By making it happen when they're adults. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe <laughs> the, I think that's where that came from. Like she, Because she's always climbing all over them as, the, as adults. It was like, weird. It was really weird. Yeah. It was like, wow, these are really enlightened people. She kisses <laughs> like two or three of them on the mouth. I don't and really remember this. In front of This is in the miniseries. Yeah, yeah. It, it's weird. They almost all have this little individual moment where they're they're kind of, they're kind of creeping on her, but oh, okay. not in a way where she even acknowledges. Like there's one where like scene where normal, one dude's almost. giving her a back rub. Uh, she faints when when first reintrod- uh, seeing them again as mm-hmm. adults, and then as soon as she awakes, she kisses one of them on the mouth. And but then she like she actually like makes out with another one of them later. This is all like, <laughs> and they're all usually wow. present. Like she'll be showing yeah. all this affection, and all of them are in a group. None of them are upset none of them, by none it. None of yeah. them are batting a fucking eye. <laughs> yeah, it's all, they're like, yeah, this is this is normal. Because it's implied they <laughs> went way bad. further before. Yeah, I yeah, guess I guess I that's guess what they're so. going for. Well, I guess now that all makes sense now. Yeah, because uh, they're like, oh yeah, we all gangbanged you earlier. Yeah, yeah. So, Maybe to not something to nod to, though. You don't really want to even acknowledge that part. Yeah. Of that, that is story. very true. Yeah. So uh, why don't I make us some money here? I feel like we haven't even talked about anything since. Oh, we need uh, money. Yeah, so uh, let's uh, let's get into it. So today's episode, uh, we're introducing the inconsiderate dick friend piss defender. Are you tired of having people stand up and pee at your house, getting your bathroom filthy as if they're using your entire house like their own personal toilet, like the living pieces of human garbage that they are? With inconsiderate dick friend piss defender, you can finally be at ease. While most of us are able to follow our friends around and have security footage of them in the bathroom to make sure that they aren't standing to pee, we can't all be vigilant 100% of the time. With the inconsiderate dick friend, piss defender, if someone tries to pee standing up in your house, the patented piss defender hose technology connected to the bowl of your toilet will shoot their own disgusting piss back into their worthless piece of toxic masculinity trash faces. Finally, you can have agency over your own bathroom. If your friends rudely masturbate in your bathroom, uh, you're on your own for that one. But for everything else, there's inconsiderate dick friend piss defender. I think I have to question the integrity of this product. If it's throwing the piss back at them, isn't then a lot of the piss going to get on the floor? Aims, which is what it aims right to... for their mouth. 
That's what makes it such an amazing invention. Is but it? they don't spit it out. Like it just goes directly <laughs> down right, their throat. Right down it's their some throat. High velocity. You can't. You can't avoid it. It goes right up their nose. Uh, probably if they close their mouth. It's you know uh, that, very advanced technology. You know that. So every time I've <laughs> talked to people about our podcast mm-hmm. piss debates, there because uh, not a, not a lot of people. Not everyone. Yeah, I, I, I saw you sent another passive aggressive uh, picture of your conversation with other people talk, talking about like. What's going on with Mueller? And Didn't his I send that to you? Yeah, that was yeah, really that was more passive aggressive. <laughs> funny. Um, <laughs> Nothing you said. It's all passive aggressive. When talking about this, every time I mention that, that's again Mueller. He's he's he always advocates for sitting down to pee. Everyone has the exact you, you same keep, response. You, yeah, of I mean, course I don't say it like that. He always advocates for sitting down to pee. Anyway, I've always <laughs> whatever. I, <laughs> right, let me reword that. So Mueller sits down to pee. Whatever okay. uh, and. Everyone inevitably has the exact same response. It's a complete uh, response of shock. They're like, <laughs> "What a cleanly guy! What this guy must be a real fuck? fan." And then the other, the uh, the other response that I get is people think I'm lying to make fun of you. They think that that's something I've made up to make you sound worse or sound like a huge fucking pussy. And this includes women, by the way, too. They're never like, "Yeah, that's because that's the clean way to do it." Every single, every single woman I've talked to about this too are like, "What?" The fuck! Like they don't even believe me. They think I'm saying it to make fun of me. <laughs> well, I've Which never. I am, I've, but it's also true. <laughs> now that you've enlightened me to the truth of the world, I've never needed piss defender more. And all these people <laughs> who are going to try to stand up and pee in my bathroom, getting piss everywhere. I'm gonna. You can expect a little gift in return. So they're gonna have one customer. <laughs> yeah, pretty much one sick weirdo customer. <laughs> There's always more customers. If I've learned anything from marketing, up. no matter how niche the product is, hey, there's always of, lots of people that will want it. So speaking of people who might enjoy getting pissed all over, them, uh, back to Stephen King. <laughs> um, <laughs> truth. truth to power, man. So another, the only other, the reason I've just started, I've started everything I hear about Stephen King is just about. The, the film adaptations of his movies that I like, particularly The Shining. It's a movie I absolutely adore. I, of course, speak of Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, not the horrible miniseries that ended up I didn't even made. know there was a miniseries. I'm going to get into that a little bit. Oh, God. Um, and I, I Did always... you watch it, Braden? Did you watch any of the miniseries? I watched it as a kid. Oh, okay. I saw The Shining miniseries. That was the, actually, I saw that before I saw The Shining, the movie. It just always sounds like we're gonna shine a light on what a hack Stephen King is. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna acknowledge, throw out my disclaimer immediately. Obviously, I like I love uh, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. I think it's an absolute masterpiece. So I'm a little biased. Like that's that's the form of this story that I was first introduced to. Stanley Kubert. So when I start reading about stuff that's in the novel, uh, I am I am biased. I will say that. Uh, have, have you read the novel, Mark, at all? I um, have, but I read it before it, so okay. my memory is a little... It took, so probably pretty pretty yeah, yeah, that that took a, lot, a really long time to it's, read. From what I, I read, it, it's... I forgot everything. It's less... <laughs> it's Finally, less you're remembering now because of this podcast. <laughs> and now I'm traumatized. <laughs> yeah. And it turns out that... Blood on the bathtub it was or actually something. a spider making me read those books. Uh, from what I've read, it's, it's less ridiculous than It, the It novel. Yes, uh, there's nothing about a cosmic space turtle or gang bang and a bunch of teenagers or nothing some space turtles in it? okay nothing no, there's like some that. like kind of i don't know how you describe it some like supernatural psychological stuff going on yeah so i i think most of my problem though so stephen king the reason i even heard about uh, about about, about the shot about the other version of it uh, like start, started reading about the other version of it is that stephen king has been 
like has adamantly criticized uh, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. He's talked about how much he hated it. Really? Said it's like the worst adaptation of one of his novels. Worse than Lawnmower Man? <laughs> was that a Stephen King <laughs> that a story? Stephen King? Well, he, oh he, my god! He had to sue because it was so different than his book that he had to like oh, sue really? to get his name taken off of it. Oh, <laughs> Maybe really? not yeah. that much. But he was on like like a basically a 20-year tirade against The Shining. And mm-hmm. it's because there's changes that make it, that kind of change the heart of the story, um, which oh, okay. I can understand. As, you know, he wrote this, not, he wrote this, The Shining. So obviously he's very attached to the story and he very, very much so wrote himself again into it. So I can see where his, <laughs> so, his attachment will make him a bit uh, apathetic toward any changes. Maybe he hated Lawnmower Man because he was the handicapped guy. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, they, they kept him banging the chick in it, uh, but then he was retarded, so <laughs> yeah. he didn't care for that. <laughs> I think part of the problem is that uh, you know, you know Kubrick, and yes. he was very insistent on his vision. Yes. And Rightfully is too. so. So basically, you have this oh, yeah, battle yeah. of wills, yeah. and it's they probably fought nonstop during the filming. It's kind of like Christopher Nolan making a movie with Adam Sandler, and Adam Sandler's <laughs> like, "No, we need to have slap the guy's face with a bunch of salami." And Christopher Nolan's like, "No, this is a space movie, man. Like, what are you, what are you talking yeah. about?" So after many, <laughs> many, one idiot and one real smart guy uh, <laughs> battling both with. It's, a, it's an ego thing. That's my read of it anyway. Well, that, that's what I first thought too. That again, he, he, he's very close to this story that he wrote. He saw some changes and it kind of upset him, especially because apparently the story was very uh, in tune with how him dealing with his own alcoholism, mm-hmm. which is a huge theme in, in the book I've heard. Yep. Um, so then like 20 or so years later in 27, because The Shining was 80 and then 27 years later, uh, Stephen King produced his own TV miniseries of The Shining. Oh, I've always been right. curious about it because I, I, I knew going into it that it wouldn't be uh, obviously as good as, as Stanley Kubrick's The Shining because oh, yeah. it's like a perfect movie. Uh, the TV, The Shining, which is apparently very close to the book, he wrote the screenplay for it. He was the executive producer. He's not the director because I don't think he has any experience directing or anything like that. So he kept it very close to the original story, especially the tone of it. And watching the two, I just get this vibe that Stephen King has no idea what made his own story interesting in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then especially, so the, the TV miniseries of it, it's three parts, each of them an hour and a half, so it's about four and a half hours long, roughly, which... That is wrong. And it tells basically the exact same story, but it takes four and a half hours uh-huh. to do it. A very similar problem with it, where it, it, yeah. you're taking three hours to tell a story that didn't Except need. it was like 1,100 pages, and I'm pretty sure The Shining was more like seven. Yeah. So there's no reason why it should be so long. <laughs> yeah. um, but so the whole thing, this, this, the 1997 The Shining, it's like the same movie, but with absolutely no soul. It's the driest fucking... Just, well, the all guy, the life is sucked completely out of it tonally. Yeah, the guy who plays Jack is one of the guys from the sitcom Wings. I don't know if you guys have watched Wings. <laughs> I, I guess that kind of says it all, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that does That's, say a lot. He, he played a cab that. driver in Wings, which was a sitcom that took place at like an airport, and everyone just hangs out at the airport. Do they eat wings? <laughs> no. That, I'm just saying, like that's how, oh. that's how awful the casting is. But it has the most... 
dated 90s tone to it but it's like awesome. a, but it's a horror and then I'm I'm comparing that to the Stanley Kubrick thing I'm thinking of visuals of of Danny the, the boy uh, riding his little tricycle in the hallway he turns the corner and then the, the camera follows slowly like, just like seconds after around the corner mm-hmm. and Danny's at a stop and there's these two creepy little girls standing at the deep at the end of the hall and they're just the creepiest looking thing oh yeah super fucking simple and the way the camera kind of sees it after Danny saw it yeah it, it's bam 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 yes bam. it's so fucking effective and then I watch the the 97 miniseries version and it feels like a fucking episode of Goosebumps <laughs> like, it looks exactly like and it's that. like what 20 years later that so they're filming it and it 20, looks way cheaper yeah it's like 25-ish years later because it came out in 97 so they obviously filmed it before then so yeah like 25 years well, later 17 Years later, not eight, 1980 to 1997. Oh yeah, 17. Sorry, sorry, my math is. I didn't know when it came out. <laughs> um, just making stuff up. But it's just the most dated Still. look to it, and then also the horror tricks in it are so cheap. Again, let's thinking back to the Stanley Kubrick one when he like I think they all each individually see visions of the elevator door opening and just this huge flood of. See probably blood coming out, and they do it in slow motion. And it's just—it's a gorgeous visual, and it's very creepy and haunting at the same time. It's very ethereal. They don't really ever explain what that means. Um, and then in the '97 version, it's just like they'll—they'll they'll leave a room, and then while they're not looking, but the audience is still in the room, the door will close. <laughs> and it was a oh, it was a creepy, and that's true to the book. It was that's a creep, so it was creepy. a creepy ghost. No, oh, no, <laughs> spooky. <laughs> or not like when Danny keeps in the in the Stanley Kubrick one. He keeps seeing those twin sisters, but then all of a sudden he'll see flashes of like their bodies like hacked to bits, and there's just blood sprayed everywhere. And it's yeah. just a brief like f- like flash image of it. But that's not near as creepy in the 1997 version when there's a cash register in the main hall. And then it opens when they're not looking. <laughs> oh. 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 Well, now I gotta go watch it. This is Thanks, so Andy. Spooky. <laughs> oh, I have one question. Sure. Does the 1997 miniseries? I've never seen it. Yeah. Does I it don't have Man Bear Pig. What the fuck? No, it does not. It has some what? some some hedge animals. Not okay. Well, you remember in the in the Shining, the Kubrick oh, movie. This is getting good. There's that there's that this. scene where there's like this weird. It's it's supposed to be from the novel. It's supposed to be some dude dressed up in this like weird costume, like yeah. sucking a guy off or something. Oh yeah, that, that's in the Kubrick one, right? Like yeah, but like it looks furry, like there's like man furries. bear pig. At least that's yeah, what I always thought. <laughs> yeah, there's like furries in it. That's, yeah, I remember that. So does that does miniseries have this or because it's in the novel? No, they show like flashes of some like weird like rich person party, and there's kind of in like Victorian style costumes, okay, stuff like that. It doesn't show anything like that. The only oh. thing similar well, to that. Really so there's in in the front like yard for uh, for the Overlook, which is what the hotel is called. I think in both versions it's called the Overlook. Yeah, the Overlook is. Um, there's a bunch of hedges that someone has trimmed to look like different animals. And, and they come whatnot. alive, right? That's and they start to come alive. When they first... So that doesn't happen at all in the Kubrick version. Yeah. I'm assuming it was pulled from the novel. It and is. And at first they did it awesome in the 1997 one because Jack, the main character, he's out there kind of working on the yard. And then he hears something and he looks around and he sees a hedge monster. And or he just see, or sorry, he just sees a, a bush trimmed to look like an animal. Yeah. doesn't think anything of it. Uh, turns back around, he hears another noise, and then he looks back at the same uh, hedge animal, but it's in a slightly different position. Mm-hmm. Just slightly enough that you almost think 
is is it different? Mm -hmm. But it's definitely different enough that you notice it's different. And it was great. It was super creepy. But then they keep doing it more and more and more, oh, and it gets yeah. to the point where it's ridiculous, and it does like these like almost snap zooms of like the, <laughs> the hedge monster's face. You know and then what? I was I have seen this. I was rolling my eyes so hard at it, and then later they revisit the the hedge animals and. They decide to because you never see them move it at first. You just see like every time they turn away, mm -hmm. it moves forward, and then they look back and it's in a new position. That that's cool. They take it a bit too far and show it too much, but then they get to the point where we see the hedge monsters moving, the characters don't, and it's just uh, awful, yeah. awful, awful, horribly dated '90s CGI. Oh, and it's it's so fucking. Bad. They have awesome. something almost, and I can see where in the novel it probably works because they keep yeah. looking away, yeah. they look back, it's in a different position. Totally works, but then they do this 90s CGI thing. But I just think so. This Stephen King really had his hands all over this, and he very much approved of, of this version of it. And it's like he was happy yeah. with this, but he's spent fucking decades pissing and shitting all over Stanley Kubrick's version, which just has these iconic iconic visuals like even the shot of them like early on it's not even a creepy thing but it is creepy uh of danny and and the mother uh walking through the big hedge maze which mm -hmm. isn't which isn't oh. in the 97 one at all and it's like this the hedge maze isn't in it not in the i don't know if it's in the novel it's not in the miniseries thing. yeah no it's not a novel thing it's that's unique to the but there's oh, this okay. there's this shot of them like kind of in the middle of it and it's this way overhead shot and like on on screen they're like the size of ants but it just looks so creepy because it makes the maze look so huge like you yeah. could really get lost and it in makes it. the characters look small which is precisely the point yes and it's just a gorgeous shot and I, I see stuff like that and it's so effective and obviously no no real special effects you know took place in the 80s you probably filmed it late 70s mm -hmm. uh, and then I compare that to this horrible dated 90s CGI hedge monsters and it, it's fucking ridiculous. Well, the hedge, ma the hedge maze in Kubrick's one, it, that involves, you know, kind of where the story changed because um, Jack, you know, he freezes in the maze, I think, at the end. Yeah, in the, in, in in the, the Kubrick in one? The Kubrick yeah, one. yeah, yeah because Dan, Danny, he's chasing Danny. Danny runs in there and kind of... Out, so creepy. ...outwits him by, like like backtracking over his yeah. footsteps to make him look blah 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 uh, Danny gets out of the maze Jack freezes to death in the, in the maze so th this is a clear example of like I can see why King is pissed about that being in the movie because it takes away his whole redemption story which is the point there's a know? redemption story yeah he redeems oh my himself gosh. he saves and he blows up the overlook and it's really funny yeah because oh, that's 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 so that's the whole like John McClane He's like just an action star. <laughs> no, no. <not> like <laughs> but you know, if it's his story of his battle with alcoholism, I can understand why he would be personally offended. Yeah, that's by because that. because he wants to win. He's yeah. like he's like. Uh, well, uh, you can't, can't, you can't, can't kill me. But yeah, you can can't kill me. I'm so Stephen I'm, King. <laughs> so <laughs> we can all see how his ego is in yes, the way of seeing exactly. that it's That's, a better story. Yeah, kind of what Kubrick I was about to say. I can understand he's mm -hmm. very close to the story because it's very personal about his battle with alcoholism. I think you're making Stephen King way too relatable. He's and clearly he made, a moron. <laughs> he made, uh, you know, Stanley Kubrick made Jack less sympathetic. It showed that he yeah. was easily corruptible because maybe there's this darkness that just loomed inside of him and the ghosts were, the ghosts which are really like subtle in the Kubrick version like to the point where maybe it's all in his head yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it's more about the darkness that resides in all of us which is far more interesting than this guy's an alcoholic and the ghosts when he's not looking close the doors <laughs> very <laughs> spooky fucking ghosts, I mean they're these prankster jokes call Bill Murray uh, it's the same problem that I have with the, that, I, that I have with the original It which is that um, 
you have they don't the fr- have the gangbang in it. They, they don't have a gangbang <laughs> in it. Yeah. So you, you have a, a person who all, all these kids who think that there's this clown and you ha- can second guess it and you're like, oh, yeah. maybe, maybe the clown, yeah. maybe the clown's not real. And then uh, and then you have the Stephen King version, uh, the adult version. I guess I don't know what to call it. But then it's like, oh no 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 no, it's just a, it's a spider. Uh, yeah. And then and so with the with the Kubrick Shining. Um, uh, I think I, I feel like it's worth mentioning that I don't think that there is a single horror movie that is more often praised as the greatest horror movie ever made. Yes, and like, it, I can't think of another one that has gets more attention than that one. I mean, I, I always heard that before seeing it because I saw it fairly late, like only a few years ago, uh, and I always heard that, and I, I don't think I knew it was a Kubrick movie at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I finally saw it, and it's like, yeah, this is a, that's a totally warranted uh, praise that it's getting. It's, Cause, it's cause, masterful. And everybody, like even my parents, who are just very average moviegoers, like they remember it, and like they've seen it. You know, it's not like it's not just some. Even though it's pretty slow, it's not just some artsy two thousand one where it's pretty alienating to the general audience. Like every, it's an iconic movie. Everybody remembers it. It's because it's, it plays on classic horror themes, but you know, not in a aggravating way well it's also it's also that just the imagery is just that, that and yeah. it's also it plays into like this is this dark thing this guy's gone crazy and, and allowing mm-hmm. himself to murder his family and maybe he always hated family life maybe it always dragged him behind or whatever that's a real thing that resides in all of us there's mm-hmm. there's something in our genetics that could allow that to happen in under the wrong circumstances who's to say i wouldn't go crazy and do this thing that's interesting but maybe it's not as interesting as <laughs> as ghosts. As the as the <laughs> cash yes. There's yes. also mm-hmm. isolation. There's yeah. the sense of unknown, horror of the unknown that you don't know yeah. what's driving all of this. But the hotel is just nuts. No, you do. Yeah. It's ghosts. So I, okay. I will say very I, simple. Just wrap. I'm nuts. talking about in the Kubrick one. <laughs> yeah, 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 in the Kubrick one, it's like, oh yeah, I don't. It, it, you, people still talk about it. Uh, and you can't know for sure whether it's ghosts. There's a few more. You can't. Yeah. There's there's a few more visceral, uh, like you know, with the photo at the end and yeah. uh, whatnot. Um, but 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 there's enough doubt planted that it could have just been hallucinations, just like with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, nope, it's a spider. Nope, it's ghosts. So it's like that's that's Stephen's Stephen King's way of dealing with it. Uh, so. Um, I just want to. I, I want. I think that there. Are, I want to give a few more examples of that, though. Okay. Uh, like Under the Dome, which is another twelve hundred page book. Uh, throw out those first three hundred pages uh, immediately. I know nothing about it because uh, it takes just like every Stephen King. Book, I'm going to say that's a, that's a good rule of thumb for all Stephen King properties. Just throw out the first three hundred. So. <laughs> yeah, I disagree. In fact, just, but I respect just, your opinion. They they take forever to set everything up, and uh, you know, I read one of the Dark Tower books. Yep, just it's only a. 300 pages, so don't throw it. So throw the whole book out. <laughs> 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 you know, Start it, throw but, it out. That was pretty but good. Yeah. <laughs> but throw it, you know, throw out the first 80 pages of that book because you really don't need them. Yeah. Uh, it's actually in that one, there's a. Uh, there's there's some people in a world and they establish all the people and then they sit down at a campfire and tell a story and then now you're in another story and then they establish all the people mm. and then uh, those Inception. people sit down at a campfire and tell another story yeah. and uh, and and you're just like. What? What? <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's like you didn't need to do all that, Weird. man. Like, it's clear that you just wanted to write a book as part of the series that had nothing to do with that series. Yeah. Uh, so you just, anyways. So uh, under the dome, uh, 
what's the premise? Uh, there's this big dome that gets put over a city, uh, kind of a small town, and there's all these interpersonal conflicts that arise as people try to deal with a new power structure because the government can't interfere with them. Um, wow, that's pretty interesting. How does it end? Oh, it's aliens. Yeah, of <laughs> great. Yeah, great. Oh, great. It's uh, and, and yeah. um, there's no, of course, there's no hinting towards it uh, until the last five pages, where it's like, oh, oh, it's 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 aliens. Uh, you know what? It's like a it's like a toddler alien, and the and his parents just gave him this world to experiment with, just like a sandbox. Mm-hmm. Oh God, he's just playing with us, and uh, for his own amusement, like wow, great deep satire, Stephen yeah. King, you freaking hack, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. It's aliens. Like. I feel like everything I read about him is he sounds like a great idea man. But yes. then he just takes this idea and he runs it runs in a direction where it's like, no, 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 what are you doing? We yeah. need to just scale it back. Come no, come back. We don't need to go to <laughs> We don't need to be fiddles. aliens. It doesn't need to be aliens. What do you know what get back here? What do you He what, loves yeah, aliens yeah. and ghosts so much. Like Too I think that he much. just wants to meet one. He taps into <laughs> these things where it's like great about like child psychology and dealing with yeah. their fear and and kind of like this dark, horrible thing that, that could come out of us and potentially murder our whole family family or something like that and then he gets back and then he's like, but and then it turns out we feel that way because of aliens I feel really strongly I think you were nailing it Mark when you're talking about his ego uh, yeah, is that a big part of it he, I think. there's there's a point in making art where you have to not develop every part of your own personality into your story. Yeah. Like there's just maybe just one or two parts that it's even harmful to do so. Yeah, that it's that is harmful. And I think that Stephen King, like he's probably a sci-fi nerd and or or something, and he just wants to validate all of his interests Mm -hmm. in every book. And and it, uh, no, just take one or two. <laughs> Damn it, because because he he knows like the psychological yeah. thing. He kind of knows how to do it a little bit. The only book of his I've read is Pet Cemetery, and it's which great. I loved. I've heard the movie. It, it is, is wonderful. And I've never seen it. I've never actually seen to. the movie, um, but it is it's very good. It again hits a it hits a point where you're like, oh, this got developed too much because it's about. I don't. I don't want to get into it, but there are genuine fears of a, a guy who can't get over the death of his son. Yep. Right, and that's yeah. what it's about. It's it's just about like uh, he, and it's like here's he tries, the he, Wendigo. He, 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 yeah, he, he yeah. brings his kid back to life, but the kid is different. But the right? kid, that's, yeah, well, that's the, what it's about. It happens right? with the okay. cat. I've never seen. It. I don't he, know anything. Basically, about it. like he he finds a way where if you you bury something in this specific like sacred ground. Um, it comes back to life, but it doesn't come but it, back. But it's oh, that sounds great. So and like, he, and he tries it with a person next. So he tries it with a cat, their cat, and their cat comes back, and their cat's just different and weird. And mm. like anyway, he loses his son, and he does the same with his son, but his son comes back different. Very but, interesting premise. But then they go and explain, oh yeah, there's a whole story about the witches. <laughs> there's Nino. witches. Uh, this, the cemetery is actually yeah. alien. And it's like <laughs> it's like this nice creepy story about a guy who just like loves his son and misses him so much that he can't deal with it, and it's like. Nope, he comes back to life and then starts going around killing, which is creepy. It mm-hmm. is really creepy, but I will say um, I liked that. I liked that one better is, than some of his other over-explained. Is, is there ideas. like a really definitive explanation as to why the cemetery brings them back to life? Um, not, not, not the cemetery, definitive. but the the power I guess that drives it. Yeah, it's like this Native American yeah. thing. Yeah, it, it doesn't explain too much. Too far. As are already <laughs> gone too far. Okay. It's like the. It's. I think it's interesting, even if the kid uh, kills people, because it's like this is the danger of getting caught up in your grief and not moving sure. on. Sure, right. Yeah. Like yeah, that exactly. theme is never. He he never, like, trods all over that too much. 
Right. Even with his over-explanation. That's why it works. Maybe he wasn't as confident yeah. as a writer then to just do yeah. dumb crap. But it's a great book. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, I want you know what would make that book better is uh, some <laughs> spiders. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so we're, we're pissing all over Stephen King here, but uh, honestly, that was like, my there, goal for yeah, there is a reason <laughs> why people love his work. It, it is really idiots. good. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, want, I do want to say, I want to... I Getting back to what you were saying before uh, about, about his ego and he's attached to The Shining, to bring it back to The Shining here, uh, I understand where he was attached to it and, and didn't like the changes and all that, but to, but he spent like 20 years trashing it, calling it not effective effective horror movie. It's like, you can't remove yourself enough from it to see that, okay, this is how a, another person interpreted my story and took it and spun it in their no own direction. No one has and not no, heard it, of The Shining. Exactly. No one has not at least heard of it. It's because of and, Kubrick, and not fr- because of and him. probably knows at least one or two images, whether it's Red Rum or the the oh, Blood Elevator or whatever. And like fucking no one has has heard of his film version of it in the 1997 one. It hasn't stood up at all. You talked about the Red the Red Rum thing. It's this great thing where you see Red Rum, Red Rum, and kind of everyone going into it kind of knows about it now. But if you don't know about it, it, you're seeing it, you don't think anything of it, and then the door closes and the mirror reveals, and you see the Red Rum written in the mirror, and it says murder. It's great. In the fucking 90s one, it's like written on the wall and then through 90s CGI, it like drips down and then, trans- oh. and then transforms into the word. They, uh, they pull like, out. Ah, uh, just, like you, like they, again, so I understand your ego. You don't, you don't like that someone changed your, your story that you were very attached to, uh, but then your version of it is like you're, you're now going to shit on his depiction of it and just really trash it. And and even like the look and feel of it, and then your look and feel of it is just this awful, bland, dated thing that no one's even. They like call a CSI remember. crime investigator. Like <laughs> we need someone in here to interpret this red rum, and then they and then they like put a bunch of postcards up and they rearrange. Oh, it says murder, and they got their like little magnifying glasses and stuff doing the research. Yeah, that that's really interesting. But I I think to wrap up everything, to wrap up the final thoughts on Stephen King. Oh, overall, I've got more thoughts, but okay. Well, my final thoughts. Uh, I, he just. It's bizarre to me for for such an accomplished writer, someone who's how many he's like written hundreds of stories, isn't it? I'm, I'm absurd. Oh, he, he's got like short six, stories and novels, yeah. It's and he's got over sixty no, like full, full novels. novels. So for such an accomplished writer, it's so bizarre to me to see someone who doesn't understand concision and cutting the fat and getting to the point. Well, even in because he wrote the script. No, he's for a the, classic. He wrote the script for the TV of The Shining, but there's they go into they they show so much crap that they don't need to show. Like they show. The family gets two tours of the hotel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, why they did a, in the in the Stanley Kubrick one? It was a brief thing, and it was just a way for Jack to meet uh, the black dude, Dick. Um, yeah. But he gets two. They, the family gets two tours, and it takes like every scene is fifteen minutes, whether it's the most simple scene That's or an important right. scene. Yeah. Like it shows. It shows Jack attending AA meetings in the past, and it it's based, but it, and then it basically ends up being the exact same story, roughly a couple changes here and there, but it's the exact same story. Only it takes fucking four and a half hours to get to the goddamn. And it's world. ghosts. This, and it's definitely ghosts. And it's definitely ghosts. This, and Jack's not actually a bad guy. I think this ties into what I said earlier about it being a TV show, because they probably said, okay, we need three nights worth of content, Maybe. two hour slots. So he's got to fill that. So, Could be. We got um, 3,000 pages to fill here. Yeah. <laughs> Same with it. They're like, yeah, you got to fill three hours of material. And so they probably, but they just did a poor yeah, job of it, and I guess. I, I want to point out that I'm not, I'm actually probably the most, I, re, I, I really like a supernatural bent on things. I think it's really, really interesting. It's something it can that can't good. happen. But it's, so, so I don't have a problem with it being ghosts. And I don't yes. have a problem with Pennywise being an alien. Yeah. I have a problem that 
I'm not allowed to doubt whether that is. Like, well, like, like it, it's nice that it could be ghosts or it could not, and now we have to think about it. I think the problem might be that he always establishes something first that's more interesting. There's right. always like, oh, it's the children's fear. Oh, it's, it's this dark thing that, that resides in Jack. And then he's like, and then, so after establishing that hard, he then goes on to, no, but it was actually ghosts. And it's like, well, the ghosts aren't near as interesting than the first thing you came up with, so you're taking it in a much less interesting turn. So I remember reading uh, Cell, uh, which I feel like did it a little bit backwards, but I I read it as a teenager. That was back when zombies were, like, Mm -hmm. not as popular, and that was was actually a thing. So, I mean, the premise is just, uh, yeah, real nice, uh, I'm 14 and this is deep, but it's like, uh, Mm -hmm. if you use a cell phone, it turns you into a zombie. (laughs) (laughs) Like oh, whatever. Boy. So I mean, I think I was fourteen. That's some ham-fisted comments. Yeah, it was, it was totally, uh, it was totally, it was totally oh, appropriate at the time. There's a John Cusack movie that I've been meaning to watch, yeah. like uh, that they made of it. So I think uh, we could get oh, onto God. that. Um, yeah. So my mom bought that for me one year, and ever since, it, have you ever had that kind of situation where somebody? gets you something or they see you're eating something and then they just think that that's what you really that's like you, now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, so, so yeah, I've gotten Stephen King books from my mom for like six or eight years at this point <laughs> for Christmas. Every, every Christmas I get more Stephen King books. So two years in a row, I got Duma Key. Uh, oh god! It was the same book. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, and it's like a really big book. Like it's a good twelve hundred page book. Did it's you hard. tell her? And, you got this yeah, thing? I told her. I said, "This is the same book that you got me last year." She's uh, like, "Oh, I just saw it at the library." So, like, I don't think she puts a lot of effort into it. I think she just, <laughs> yeah. I think she just sees it for cheap. Or I gotta something. warn you, Muller. It, Should I not read that one? If anyone, like you know, we've been saying, like you can throw the first three hundred pages out. You can throw the thing. first three hundred pages <laughs> out of that for one. Duma Key. That's the first book I read by him. I would actually say that that is true for that, <laughs> uh, that reminds me this is a bit of the left field but it's too funny of a story not to tell uh, I was at a Christmas work party and they we have a secret Santa at my work I never sign up for it because I just I don't want to put in the effort of buying a gift for someone I don't necessarily like or know uh, but my buddy did and we were at the same table at our Christmas work party and, 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 and he got he opened up his secret Santa gift and it was a it was a book. It was like an autobiography of Slash, the guitar player from Guns N' Roses. You know, the stupid guy with the top hat, long hair, and whatever. Yeah. And my buddy, he he, he likes older like eighties rock, like or eighties and seventies like Led Zeppelin sort of stuff. So the person who bought it for him just assumed, oh, he probably likes you know Guns N' Roses. I'll buy him buy him this. And and my buddy, he looks at the book, and he says, oh well. Here's a book I'll never read. (laughs) What's great about this? The person who bought him that book was at our table as well. And then that person, the person that bought him the gift was like, oh man, I bought you that book. There was such a sadness in his voice. And I was just laughing. I thought it was the fucking funniest thing. And my buddy felt so bad. Like he, he, he ended up like spending the rest of the night like basically, Basically, at a different table, like he intentionally, yeah. he intentionally oh, tried no. to not be at our table There's as much as possible because he felt so bad. It That's was a funny so idea to write like a funny. write a book about Slash. It's like all of his audience; they're not reading books. <laughs> That's yeah. very true. <laughs> so uh, that doesn't really make uh, doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Uh, so, Braden, you saw it in the theater, yeah. the, the, the new one um, in the theater. So, uh, mm. I think we all know that this uh, there's this 
big movie Mother that's come out. Mother, Mother. That uh, I feel like we should t- talk. The new Darren Aronofsky film. There's no real point. We, we, there's no real point in us getting hard into the plot. No, it's it, so weird and metaphorical. But it's, it's but it's this and big. It's good. We don't actually ruin it's, it. It's it's the movie right. with Jennifer Lawrence that is like, oh, I'm gonna go see another Jennifer Lawrence movie, and then uh, punches you in the nuts with yeah. some real disturbing stuff right at the end. And I think also too, they marketed it as a more traditional horror. That's very Absolutely that's very good. shocking. So I think a lot of people were, oh, I like they like this Jennifer Lawrence, and she's in a, a horror movie. It's supposed to be pretty wild, and then I they see it, and they're probably <laughs> yeah. and they're probably bored for the first three quarters of the movie, and then just horrified at a, a couple yeah. and specifically one moment in the movie that yeah. I'm not going to spoil because I did like it, and I do think people should go check it out. Thank you for taking a hammer to all my constructs. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I felt after that yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, there's these two old ladies in the in the theater sitting beside us. I remember I looked over at my sister and I was like. I well, you're watching it. Uh, when we no, when we were watching Mother. Oh, when you and saw I was Mother. like, I guarantee they came here. They saw the movie poster and Jennifer Lawrence's name. We're like, oh, we'll go, we'll sit down and see the Lawrence movie. I remember standing up after the movie and I was like, well, that was pretty awesome. And they looked at me and she's like, that was. Stupid! <laughs> and we walked out, and like half the people that were there were still sitting, like dumbfounded, like yeah. talking to who they were with, kind of like, "What did we just watch?" Like <laughs> everyone was just either mortified or confused. And there's a few people that looked like they had a good time, and it was awesome. And when we ate, we saw it a couple nights later, my sister ran into a friend of hers, and I didn't really pay attention to what the what was going on because I was had a couple friends with me too. We walk out of the theater, and my sister goes, hey, did you see my friend? She was crying. I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, she just got out of mother. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess fair enough. But then like, I was like, yeah, whatever. She's probably, maybe she cried during the movie. But then she's like, no. like, So we, we got to our car, and they had just parked behind us, I guess. She's like, no, she, look. And she, I could see her. And she sat in the car, and she had her hand, her face in her hand. She was just sobbing in the car, <laughs> like crying uncontrollably. It's like wow. Either she was that had a profound effect on her, or yeah. she was just so probably disturbed by it. <laughs> I was like, find maybe it funny. trauma from that scene. Maybe. It could be yeah. Past trauma. I always visited, find I stuff know. like that hilarious because like I have just basically a, the heart of stone at this point. So <laughs> yeah. I see stuff like this and and I can be shocked by it, but I, I'm also like it doesn't affect yeah. me emotionally in any way. And. and uh, other factors in my life that can't relate to what happened in this scene in the movie that mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil. Uh, so then, when I hear when you told me this before, yeah. I was here, I'm like, oh yeah, I wonder what normal people probably thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I as a monster was fine with it. <laughs> exactly. Like, so yeah. uh, I mentioned that I was that this movie totally messed up my childhood, even though I had never seen it and had only seen the movie poster. You're referring to it, the it, movie. It, to it, yes. You yeah, gotta clar- you got to clarify with the title because you say it and it's like. It, 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 yeah. Um, Stupid so, and somebody, and I remember somebody briefly as a kid mentioned, "Oh yeah, especially the shower scene. Like it really, I could never go in a shower." Oh, no, again shower after. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so as a kid, I'm envisioning like you know, you go into the shower and the curtain is there, and then like maybe the clown is hiding behind there, and then he comes out and like kills you or something. So I was always like terrified of that. And then when we watched it a week ago, I was yeah. like. What the hell is this? The kid the kid goes into a group shower, so there's you it's know, like a high school shower. It's like a high so school shower. Yeah, it's many a high shower sc- heads and whatnot. Yeah, there's a bunch of shower heads, and then the shower heads start poking out of the wall and chasing him around the room like it's phantasmic or like mm-hmm. some Disney mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> Doesn't the clown pop up out of the drain? Yeah, and then, yeah, and, yeah, and, then and then at the end the, the, the clown, there's actually a really great stop the stop motion. motion yeah, it's awesome. I actually didn't mind that scene, but I had no built up. It's awesome because he there's the tiny little drain that's about as big as 
your fist. Uh, and then you see Pennywise's fingers stick through it and he pulls open the cement in the drain, the stop motion, and he's, he creates a hole. But yeah, but then he just kind of pops up and he's, and he's like, hey, Jar-Gee. And he says a bunch of funny stuff and then he goes away. And it's like, that's not, I don't know what's scary about that, but whatever I thought yeah. that the shower scene was going to be is way, this is not even yeah. a tenth as scary. So um, the last thing I think that was worth talking about is just saying that the new It is an example of a movie that really needed to be remade. It uh, was, yeah, it felt appropriate. <laughs> we shit on remakes a yeah. lot uh, on this, and, and I can only think of not a lot of re- remakes that are are really worth They're it. Like the, the Maniac, I think we talked about from the Maniac 80s. Rocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yep. a sweet remake and maybe a movie that should have been remade. Um, there's the new Evil Dead. I mean, it's not a movie that needed to be remade, but they they did something very different. With yeah, it. they completely so that took the same story, but not a movie I liked. Drastically that much, different tone, and they, they there was there was some good in. It's that not movie. a bad movie though. I could see people horrible. would like it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But yeah, so you had taken take like the original it, which is should have been a 45 minute movie, and and I remember us thinking, yeah, this actually does deserve a remake. And I remember when I first saw the. The trailer, which was an I, you know, pretty much a shot for shot remake of Georgie of the opening with the, scene. Yeah, yeah. With the, it's not the opening scene that's though. True. In the original, yeah. it's like it's a good fifteen yeah, or twenty true. minutes in, and really it should be the opening scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, and I, I remember being really annoyed with that because I'm just usually instantly annoyed with a remake. But I think that the yeah the way that they the way that they did it, mm-hmm. as much as we think that there's not going to be, it's dumb to make up chapter two with the adults. Mm-hmm. I feel like I trust the filmmakers enough that they might do something that's smart with After it. After seeing how good the first this remake was, I, yeah. I have a bit of faith. So I think yeah. there are some good movies. There are some movies that have good ideas but really could use a remake. And uh, maybe that's every Stephen King. Uh, old movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Other than The Shining. I think the thing that made it work oh. is that as we were talking about uh, very early on in this episode, episode uh people remember the original miniseries so fondly but when you look back at it it's not really very good and there's some good ideas and there's some good like there's it's like there's a good movie buried in there but they executed so many things so wrong upon rewatching it that you think well because there's a good movie in there maybe it does call for a remake instead of remaking a movie that was already like uh, perfect, really good, like, like Ghostbusters. Just because that was the movie in my head while I was saying this, like, yeah, let's not take a perfect movie and remake it. Let's take something that that has stuck with people. It's kind of iconic, like like Pennywise and it, and let's remake that. Let's try and do that better justice than what it got, because what it got wasn't very good. No, it was. That's where, yeah, Stephen maybe a remake King's makes more dream. sense. This three-hour version. Of- <laughs> I, I will say with the new it. One criticism I have, maybe you guys won't. Sure, I do not consider. I do way. not consider it a perfect movie. So no, but I think one of the problems with it for me is that by the time the end, and and this relates to how they're going to deal with the second part, mm-hmm. especially because I want to see some things done differently. Um, I personally felt by the end of the movie that I was in like, sh- I was overstimulated. So there was yeah. what happened was is they wisely trimmed a lot of the development of the characters mm-hmm. and compressed it. But they kept all the same amount of like encounters with the clown. Yeah, so it I, became I'm just too this. much. Like it needs more balance in the second one. Well, also they really overdid some of the Pennywise scenes. Like I, I like I said before, I like the look of him. I, I just overall, and there's some real creepy scenes and whatnot. But everything, it's almost like every scene always had to escalate into a giant jump scare. For example, mm. oh, when, they're, when, they're in, when they're in their garage, they're looking at a bunch of slideshow of like old pictures of, of them very young, like with their family. And then all of a sudden, like the mother, 
her hair is covering her face in one of the pictures, and then it, it goes right. to goes to the next yeah. slide, and then you see that mm-hmm. the Pennywise is taken form inside the slideshow, and then you see more of his face, which as as each slide goes by, and it's very creepy, mm-hmm. creepy thing. It is, and yeah. then it escalates to the point where they're the kids are shouting, they're like, "Stop, stop, stop!" and they they kick it over, and but then Pennywise jumps out of it, and he, now he's screaming, and he's gigantic, and it's yeah, it, it became dumb. this giant jump scare when it was a subtle little creepy moment. It's like, yeah, they they weren't just comfortable. Uh, establishing a creepy look and atmosphere mm-hmm. to him, they always had to take it just a bit too that much. That scene was too much of him. really cool too. It was cool with the, with the projector thing, and it's taking off. I thought that was a scary idea. It was but, cool until that point. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and then, up until and that then point. they have so many moments mm-hmm. like that. And yeah, they just get rid of all scares, the jump scares man. entirely. They were killing me. I like I, mm-hmm. I was so I thought, I thought they were better done than most movies, but I still just don't yeah. like jump scares overall. As a guy who sees a lot of modern horror movies, they were better done. But they. They're I still not still good. I think still not a good go-to. I think that the filmmakers are just a victim of modern horror. Could be, yes. yeah. Like, they're just... They, they, well, they it, think that's just, what people want, too. And But yeah. I do, th- I do think I some think people is. do want it, though. They that, do. That's what, that's what a modern... That's what modern... <laughs> Idiots. Like, casual fans think of when they think of a horror movie is these stupid jump scares. And the reason I hate jump scares is not because I'm so scared of them or whatever. Like I said, I have a heart of fucking stone. I just don't <laughs> like it because they're not They're not scary. They're, not. they're startling. When you go home at night, you're not... You're not st- when you're lying... And you're lying in bed trying to sleep, you're not, you know staying awake thinking about that that jump startle yeah. that you got <laughs> earlier you're thinking more about the creepy imagery you're thinking about those moments of yeah. the slideshow when you start to see Penny, Pennywise's face coming out of yeah. the mother it's like that's creepy that'll stick with you a little bit a jump scare won't it's a singular moment that happens in the theater and it's dead right there it doesn't stay yeah. with you at all it's funny because I didn't forget that slideshow until just <laughs> <laughs> this is why I said use the term overstimulated sure that's, that's a good that way that really contributes it. to it um, I'll share my from the miniseries the one moment I really remember that it stood out to me was very similar to the slideshow. I think this is probably what they drew inspiration from mm-hmm. was when they're looking at that book of mm-hmm. like the town history yeah, and they see the clown on the street all of a sudden but I loved the subtlety of this scene because he's there but he's not really creepy being mm-hmm. there. Like they're like, oh, what's this? And then like they sort of like realize it's him and like he turns and all of a sudden his face goes from this like happy clown yeah. To like instant dark, like I see you. Like they break the fourth wall, yeah, yeah and yeah. he like runs at them, and that was the creepiest. Well, that's actually, moment. Yeah, I think that's pretty. That's pretty cool. that's the scene I remember the most too. The the intro I did for this for this episode uh, when I said I'm I'm every nightmare you've ever had. I'm your worst country. That's directly from yeah. that scene. I remember that line because it was great, mm-hmm. and because um, it's in a harlot, song, and because it's it? in a thrash so, metal song. So <laughs> more subtlety like that, yes. like that really Absolutely. clear transition from happy to dark, like the twisting of something good. Yeah. And less of this like banging on the se- like the mic or whatever to create this really startling sound mix. And yeah, they got too much effect. into the typical modern horror I think that's stuff, just... but they didn't go too far. They didn't go so far to make it a bad movie. I still think no. it's a good movie. This new one, it I think... is. I just want to see that balance yeah. maybe a little bit. I'm I'm, I'm a, a thousand percent with you. Pretty on sure that that's one. like a South Park episode where they've got the found footage and oh, I'm so startled right now. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I, I do want to say one thing in defense of Stephen King as as a screenwriter. He did write all five short stories for Creepshow, which is a great like anthology, uh, like horror movie. That yeah, came he out just needs he just needs someone to tell him, listen, man, you don't have a lot of time here. So well, just that's get, what I think get it to is. the point. Yeah, he, he, maybe his short took, stories are way better. And two of those, <laughs> two of those are. are from his short stories. Then the other three he just wrote, 
Um, and I think when given some restraint that way, like yeah. they're all awesome. He's got a, he's got some George Lucas syndrome kind of yeah. popping in here. Yeah. He literally needs Kerry Fukunaga, who's the guy who wrote the screenplay for the new one. Oh, really? Oh. He also wrote, or he was he was involved in the editing process in True Detective season one. Yeah. And he was not there in season two, which is why season two sucked ass. <laughs> yeah. So he that needs scary Fukunaga. Well, um, let's get scary old Fukunaga in here. Scary, scary Fukunaga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I've, I've my, got it out of me. For my, <laughs> for my closing thoughts of uh, Stephen King overall, did you know that he wrote a sequel to uh, The Shining? Oh, God. In very rec- fairly recent, I think like Does it early two thousand ten, all the I've mysteries of, of the first one in a really boring way. I don't know. I didn't read up too much <laughs> on it because I heard I heard writing yeah. a sequel of that, and I immediately wrote it off. But the the, <laughs> syno- the really straightforward synopsis I read was that uh, Danny, the boy, uh, it's, it's in the future, and he's grown up. And oh great! Is he a writer adult again? He's a writer. He's gonna. Have he's, he's a writer. And he has to, <laughs> I don't know about that. But he has he, to face all his fears. But he's he's an alcoholic. And Does he have now, to go back to the hotel? He's an alcoholic, and now he's he's fighting psychic vampires. Oh my god! What? <laughs> so that's again. I'm that's sure there's more to it than that. To that's and that to me sums up Stephen King. It's like you had like, what are you doing? Why are you running away that wow. far with it? Danny's battling psychic vampires now. You've like, I'm not surprised that this happened, but. <laughs> Why? Steve. <laughs> this is a fucking idiot. That's why. You know, when he got, you guys remember he got hit by that van and he was like super crippled for a long time? Oh, no, that sounds no. Great. That, that sounds, yeah, that got, sounds like, great. He got demolished. <laughs> like he got hit so bad, like broke his hips. His legs were so bad, they almost amputated. He must them. have written a oh, lot really? of Yeah, and the guy that, that hit time. him, um, I guess Stephen King and his lawyers, they ended up buying the van because they didn't want the van going on eBay and like getting <laughs> which is like man you know how much people hate you I guess so this is the van that hit Stephen King yeah, like, almost yeah, I gotta find this van yeah. <laughs> like, um, do you remember in Family Guy where Brian's driving and he hits a guy and he gets out of the car oh my gosh are you okay wait are you Stephen King he's like no I'm Dean Koontz and then he gets back <laughs> in the car and backs up over <laughs> uh, I, did not, I did not know that Stephen King got in this horrible van accident. you know what's gonna yeah, happen really right bad. He's going to write it into he's, one of his own novels? No, no, he's going to die. It's going to get like auctioned off of the estate, and some fucker's going to buy that, so you better be, on, you better be watching <laughs> for it. Yeah, we're going to watch, watch out for that estate sale. No, the van got crushed. Oh. oh. oh they nice, that. See, he foresaw this. They really oh, yeah, he destroyed it. He, he <laughs> that, that, van. That, cube, that cube would make for a nice lawn ornament, though. He's like, this thing almost killed me, so it's got to get crushed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what an ego. Yeah. So, uh, so during the... The legal battle against the guy who drove that van. Uh, Stephen King keeps talking about how there's like aliens in the, in the van or something. It's a big conspiracy. Like, like it's like a, yeah, I guess the guy driving was just like his dog was distracted. I mean, he turned back to like grab his dog and then he went off and nailed Stephen King. He was just having like a leisurely stroll down a highway or something. Or maybe it was Stanley Kubrick who ran. <laughs> that would be so much better. It's pretty great. Uh, he got his just desserts. That's see all ya. I want to say about Stephen King. See you later, Stephen. So long, losers. Uh, Mark, thanks for being on. Hey, go to the website and read the posts. There's some real funny, uh, a lot of a lot of podcasts. They just kind of put a little bit of a summary, but we put some uh, we put some real hours into those posts to write some extra comedy for you. So, realmoviesrealmen.com. Whenever there's a new up. post, go and read it, and then go vote for vote. the way you pee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, smell you later. Goodbye, losers. <laughs> Mark didn't say anything. <laughs>